There is much, much to discuss. It's been too long since I've done a podcast. Hang on a second. I've got two people I'm bringing on right away. Right away. First, I'm going to bring on Wayne. Hang on. Where's Wayne? Let me turn the, turn Wayne up. Oh, wait. There we go. Okay. There's Wayne. My friend from DIY or Die. That I should have had on a long, long time ago, and I never did. Hello, Wayne. Hey, what is up, man? How are you? I'm very good. So here's what's going on. This is going to be fun. You're going to have some fun. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I have to do a podcast. I haven't done a podcast in a while. So the first thing we're going to do, Wayne, is we're yeah. going to bring on a teenager. Oh, God. You know, like a real teenager, not like, you know, the ones that these antis pull out. I don't know where they find those teenagers. This is like a real teenager. And we're going right. to find out where they're really getting these cigarettes from. <laughs> And we're going to find out <laughs> why they're getting him and what they're doing. We're, we're going to get we're going to get the inside of what's going on. The real truth. So All right. that's going to be fun. Then after that, I'm going to bring on Kyle. Kyle owns uh, cream, uh, cream vapor, I believe is what it is. Cream vapor. I'm bringing okay. on Kyle because Kyle has probably been to just about every vape shop in the country. I don't know anybody that has been to more vape shops than Kyle. And I want to talk about the state. Of vape shops, <laughs> Cause, okay, okay, because he knows. Uh, he's yeah. he's been to a lot of them. I'm he's seen it all. I'm sure he's seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I want to discuss that because that needs to be discussed due to the fact that there's people out there. Which brings me to my next guest. After that, there's people out there uh, saying that they should ban online sales, ban convenience store sales, and only sell in vape shops. Okay, it's crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no. They so so uh, that's Matthew. Matthew Salter. There's a few things that he's been saying lately that that I have to comment on. Listen, I just want to say this about Matthew Salter. I know he means well. He's not a bad person. I know he means well, and he just wants the best, and he doesn't want to lose his job, and he doesn't want this industry to go away. I get it. I understand. But the way he's going about that is wrong, and I don't think okay. anybody's explaining that to him. So you and I will have to explain it to him. Which I'm, I'm sure okay. we can do. And then, of course, there's other fun things. There's uh, Bill Cosby's in jail, which is fantastic. Uh, my <laughs> wedding, Wayne and I both, both got married since the last podcast. Yeah. Um, Zofie's 300K, we could do that. Oh, this thing that Matt posted about Greg Troutman and, and, and sex of, or, uh, racist and, and uh, fucking boards on uh, uh, Safada boards or whatever. The final knows all kinds of crazy shit going on. Nick Saltz and the FDA's mad and. There's just all kinds of shit going on, and I have it all down in notes. Don't worry. I won't be all over the all place. Right. But first, I want to bring on our teenager. Now, this is where our teenager is. She's 16 years old. Her name is Lara. Lara is actually my niece. She is my brother's daughter. Um, she is a high school student. I think she's either a sophomore or a junior. She might be a junior in high school. Let's bring her on and ask her, actually. Why don't we do that, Wayne? I mean, all listen, right. let's get the truth about what's going on. Let's talk to a real teen. You know what I mean, right? They bring those fake teens in, like... Like they had the other day on that FDA uh, uh, thing they were doing. Where do they find those teens? That's not a team. They pay them. I think they're like this. You just go to a. Oh, you agency. can hire them. Yeah. <laughs> those are yeah, and you just go. I need a teen that looks like he's a minority. Right. And he's this age. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll pay you a couple hundred bucks, and then maybe he'll get a commercial later. Yeah, and it works. It absolutely works. Yep. I don't know if she's on. Lara, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, hi, Lara. How are you? Let me turn you up. Okay, there Good. you go. How are you? I'm very well. Like I was explaining to the audience, uh, I was telling them you're my niece. You're 16 years old, correct? 
Yeah. Yes. Now, are you a junior? You're a junior in high school, right? Yes, I am. Okay. Now, I wanted to have you on, Lara, because um, we wanted to get the opinion of a real teenager about what's going on with vaping. Um, right now, there's a panic with the Food and Drug, Drug Administration, and they're saying that there is an epidemic of teens using e-cigarettes. <laughs> it's an epidemic. And, and before we get into that, I just want to say something real quick, and I know you've seen this too, Wayne. There's this graphic going around that everybody's spreading that's showing the CDC results. They, every year they do a survey and showing that vaping was actually down amongst teens. And, and why are they even doing this? Because vaping's not, uh, there's not more teens doing it. It's not an epidemic. It's down. You saw it, right, Wayne? It's down amongst teens. Uh, yeah. That, stop that. That's false. That's a lie. That, that, that image is a lie. He, Gottlieb is referring to the data that hasn't been released yet for this year. That's what he's referring to. He's not referring to old data. He's saying this year the data that hasn't been released yet has shown there's a huge uh, incline of teen use. That teen use has gone way up. Now, we all know... In fact, I don't want to say that. I, I just let's just ask Lara her questions because she knows she's inside there and, and she knows what's going on. So, well, first before I get to the questions, Lara, I do have a question because the 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 FDA is saying there's an epidemic, meaning like I mean it's just you have tons of teens vaping. Are they right? Is it like that bad? Are there that many teens vaping? I mean. There are a lot of teens vaping, but there's also a lot of teens that will just try it once and then won't do it again. Right. You know, not as many people own Jules or Sorens as they think. Right. And, and the, so that's my first question. It's pretty much they're all using the pod systems. Is that where they're using? The ones where they can use the uh, liquids with the high, like the Nick salts with the high nicotine e-liquids. Is that what they're using? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now... Very interesting. So you hear that, Wayne, right? They're using pod systems. Yeah. Yeah, which we knew pretty much. So let yeah. me ask you this. Uh, let's say out of your whole class, the, the, your whole graduating class, the class that you're in right now, how many students would you think are like currently vapors? Like they do it every day, like percentage-wise, 10%, 20%. How many out of your, out of your entire class are regular e-cigarette users? Wait, let me take a guess. Okay, you take a guess. I guess twenty five percent. Okay, and I guess, oh, well, there's an epidemic according to Gottlieb. So I say forty percent. That's my guess is forty percent. Um, it's actually more like twenty percent. Really? There are mm. not. Yeah, there's not that many people who do it every day. There's a lot of people that will do it at parties, or will do it with their friends when they're hanging out. But there's not that many kids that are doing this every single day. Right. Now, and, and you know what? That, now, that's, that leads me to, to this question. I just want to go through the questions because I want to keep Lara long. I know it's, it's Friday night, and she's on the phone with me. She's probably like, what am I doing here? She has so many better things <laughs> to do than this, but I really appreciate this because I really wanted to – this is important for us to hear this. So my next question yeah. is, is, why do you think they're doing it? Now, Gottlieb says it's because of the flavors. They like the flavors. There's different type of flavors. It's appealing to them. I personally think that because of such high use of jewels and Nixalts, they're using them to get high because these Nixalts have a lot of nicotine in them. And you take a couple of puffs off those things, you're going to get a nicotine buzz. It's going to get you high. So do you think they're using them more for because they like the flavors or they're getting high off them? Why? Why are they, you think they're, they're using them? Um. 
probably a mixture of the two. I mean, there's also a lot of people like to do tricks with them. Right. Like when mm. you do tricks with the vape. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah, so, so a lot of people will do it for that. Um, some people will do it to get head rushes. Right. There's not much do you about think, it. Do you think flavor. people are, are, teenagers are using it just because it's like in the zeitgeist? Like it's just a thing nowadays, like how like the iPod was yeah. when I was in high school? So it's like yeah. cool, right? Like, yeah. It's just something that everyone does. Right. It's just a cool thing right now to do. Right. Yeah. It's just so it's popular right now. That's a good yeah, point. It's just like yeah. part of the yeah. culture. Yeah, it's popular. But that's interesting. So, you know, she, like she said, they get a butt, which I believe. I mean, they're, they're getting a buzz off them. There's no way they're not vaping jewels and not. Um, that's interesting. So so let me ask you this. Now let's get to – now we understand why they're doing them, Wayne, right? We get that, mm. which is very fascinating. Now – They're doing tricks. They're doing tricks. It's a fucking V-God. They blame the V-God. <laughs> they, they're, they, they're causing teens to vape. Um, so let me ask you this. Now – how are they getting them? Because this is this is the part where um, the FDA and everybody really questions it. Now, are they getting them? Well, j- just answer it for. I, how how are they getting them? How are younger kids that are at eighteen? Because the law in Connecticut's eighteen to buy vaping products. So how are under eighteen year olds getting them? Well, there's eighteen year olds in schools that can buy them legally and give them to the younger kids. Yep. There's. Um, some convenience stores that don't ID or just don't care enough to like, even if they do, they just, they sell it to you. Right. Um, like certain jewels or Sorens, they could get passed from person to person. Yep. Like, so it's, it's a Mm. lot of different ways. So it's, uh, you know, she made a good point. 18 year olds, because there's a lot of seniors, I'm sure that are 18. It makes sense. Why you tell them, Hey, go give me this. And, and, uh, you know, they can get them for people that are under 18. Um, convenience stores, or older siblings, yeah, yep. or yeah, that that too. Uh, convenience stores, I'm sure there's Wayne. We know there's convenience stores that they'll just sell them to anybody. They don't care. What about yeah. vape shops? Are, are there certain vape? I don't want you to name them, but are there certain vape shops that are like known that kids know? Like if you go to this specific vape shop, they'll sell to you. No, I've never heard of anyone going to an actual vape shop. Okay, okay, that's interesting. That's very interesting. So, so they're not going to the vape yeah. shops. They're going to the convenience stores. What about online? Do they do any of them like buy them online? Go to websites and buy them. Yeah. Yeah. So they yeah, do I've that too. Yeah, I've heard of like eighteen-year-olds doing that. Eighteen-year-olds, mm-hmm. okay, which is legal yeah. in Connecticut. So, but anybody under eighteen, not really. Is that because they don't have a credit no. card or a, or a, is they don't have a way to do it? So. They really can't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Right. Basically, yeah. That that's very interesting, Wayne. That is very interesting. Yeah. Yes. So it, now let me ask you. It's like that. when you were kids and then you were smoking. That's the same. You, you would get them from your older brother or your older cousin. Right. It's well, not different. Well, you know, I have this question too. So, like, I'm sure there's like that guy in the school, like the weed guy that sells weed to everybody, right? Does, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, does yeah. Does he like deal jewel pods too and stuff like that? Is is it getting to that where there's like dealers that actually deal them to kids? No, in no, it's not like that. <laughs> oh, really? No, that's it's interesting. Just like, if you're friends with someone who's older, you ask them. Right. There's not like one guy you go to. <laughs> Right. Oh man, that's a missed opportunity. To <laughs> yeah. <our> money. <laughs> yes. I got, I got to get rich selling those jewel pods. I really thought that was going on. That's interesting. Well, at least where she is, it's not going on. That's interesting. So now we know how they're getting them, Wayne, which is very interesting. Yeah. We know why they're doing them, which is very interesting. Um, oh yeah. Now this is a very, tr- I've been waiting to ask her this. Okay. So Lara's 16 years old. Now Lara's known for at the least the past 10 years that I vape. 
um, because I've been vaping for about 10 years now. So Mm -hmm. as Lara's grown up, she's had, you've had people, Lara, throughout your time in school come for like, uh, say, for example, they have a seminar where they have somebody come in that's either teaching, that would more than likely probably teach you about the dangers of of, of vaping and e-cigarettes. Um, did, has that happened? Have they had somebody come into school at any point between when you started in first grade all the way to now coming and t- speak to you about d- the dangers of e-cigarettes? Um, we actually haven't in my school. It's required by state law that you have to have a semester of health class either up until sophomore or junior year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that, we sometimes talk about vaping, but we mainly just talk about like the harder drugs. And weed and stuff. Okay, but they there's bring... not much talk about vaping. Right, they just kind of can't just go buy it and are like, whatever, it's there because pretty much they have to. But it's not stressed or anything, so you haven't had that. Yeah. Okay. What yeah. through the your 16 years, uh, what have what have you learned about it? Do you think that vaping is bad? Do you think that vaping needs to go? Do you think that? Uh, I mean, what what is your opinion? I mean, are, is is vaping bad? Well, I think vaping is addictive, and that can have some very, very bad side effects on your brain. Mm-hmm. But everyone makes their own decisions. Right. You know, I think a lot of people know it's addicting. They know it going in if they're going to buy one and use it every day. So, but now, for now, it's interesting because you said it's addicting. Now, is it because of the nicotine in it, and the nicotine is addicting, and you know, it's a, it's a very addictive drug? Is that what it is? Is that why? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. That's interesting too, Wayne. Mm-hmm. So now let me ask you this: What if they were vaping with no nicotine, like they don't they don't use nicotine? I actually, I actually know a few people that do that. Right. And they just do it just because it's fun. Right. Yeah. Just because they like to do it, and they like to blow it. You know, they yeah, exactly. And Wayne, that's a crazy thing too. We'll get into that later. But why in the world would they not just endorse zero milligram? Let them if they're gonna do it, just let them do zero milligram. I think I a know. lot of kids would say, that's okay, what I was yeah, well, okay, if you're less vape zero milligram, that's fine. Let them vape. It's not going to hurt them. There's no nicotine in it. They, I, I get the nicotine argument. I get that. You don't want to get kids hooked on nicotine. We both were Wayne and we know what it did to us. It's, it's terrible. It sucked. But yeah. uh, um, let them vape zero. I mean, it's, it's just, it's fascinating to me. Absolutely fascinating to me. Okay. So I want to make sure I, do you have any questions for her before I let her go, Wayne? Um, uh, yeah, is, is vaping considered cool still in school? Like, do people think it's like a like a cool thing, or is it still sort of just like a nerdy? Because it used to be nerdy when I first started vaping, but now oh, it no, seems it's, like it's, it's more along cool the lines now. of like it's just like part of the culture. Like, it's not even a thought anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, no one really thinks about it. Let me mm. ask. Actually, I do have a question. Let me ask you this. Let's say, like, Connecticut made a stiff law where they said, listen, um, let's say if a underage, if you were under the age of 18, you got caught with an e-cigarette, like, you could lose your license for a year. Or, you know, there was some sort of harsh penalty or punishment if you got caught. Do you think that would get less teenagers vaping? No, I mean, there's penalties with weed and alcohol and stuff. Right, and, and they don't care. You go to court for that. Yeah. That's never stopped people before. Yeah, so they're not, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they don't care. That's interesting because, you know, uh, the FDA is putting a lot of pressure on companies. They're saying you have 60 days to come up with a way to stop teens from vaping. 
Um, yeah. And that's really not possible, right, Lara? It's just there's just no way. I mean, they're they're no. Even I if, mean, for decades, people teens have been drinking. Right, they right. Stopped worrying about that. It's. Let me ask you this: Is drinking more? Of, are more teens like drinking? Is that more of a bigger problem than vaping? No, I think it's the same. I mean, I've seen like different statistics saying that teens drink a lot less than our parents did. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know if those are true. But it's just. I'm just saying. Like, there's certain things that will never go away unless right. the entire product goes away. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, there was a uh, um, a tweet from a high school girl over the summer. I don't know if you remember this, Wayne. Uh, it went viral. It was like she got like a half million hits on the thing. And uh, the tweet was, uh, it said, first day of school is going to be real ugly when the whole school is having Nick withdrawals by the, sec- by the time second block rolls around because everyone thought it was a good idea to suck on a flash drive all summer. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Are there like kids in school that do that? Like, oh, I need my nick. Like they, they they go in the bathroom and they vape or they run out of the school or they're vaping during school. Is that happening? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so or in class. Yeah. Right. So do you think now, according to the FDA, banning online sales will help stop teens from vaping? Do you think that's true? No. No. Now he also feels Not that at all. right. <laughs> he also feels that banning flavors, so there was only tobacco and menthol. If there was no flavors that would stop vaping. Do you think that's going to help? I mean, it could. It no could. one really yeah. wants to vape those flavors, so it could cut back. But a lot of people probably just get used to it. Yeah, they wouldn't care. I don't know. There's really not much flavor in them anyway. Right. Not not in the jewel, at least. It's like barely any. Well, you know, the the thing, too, Wayne and Lara, to both understand, the most popular Jewel video on YouTube right now is uh, Jewel Sesh Hotbox. You see that one <laughs> where they're all sitting in the car and they're, and they're all puffing on Jewels or hotboxing in the car? That's, it, that's the most popular Jewel video on YouTube right now. It's crazy. And granted, it's four people over 18, but they all look like they're 15. I mean, you know how it is. It, is it, you know what, Larry? I got another question, too. Are a lot of these people seeing this on YouTube? Because there's a lot of YouTube videos of, like, these jewel sesh where, where they sit in front of a camera and fill themselves jeweling and, and talking. Is, is that, like, a thing in your school? Do they talk about that at all? Um, no, I mean, you know Instagram, how, like, people, like, there's different Instagram accounts where people post videos of them, like, jeweling and doing stuff with it. Right. There, that, there's a lot of that. Right. Like, different, yeah, it's like, all, It's all Instagram and called. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think it's Twitter. I think Lara told me it was Instagram, uh, uh, Snapchat, right? Snapchat's a big one. Mm, Snapchat, yeah. yeah. Yep, Snapchat. Twitter, I don't think, is that big. Facebook, I know they don't like Facebook. Um, no. And then, <laughs> and then WhatsApp, right? WhatsApp is one of them. I, I've never used WhatsApp, but oh, I don't really? know. That could just be me. Right. Oh, That's like an overseas thing, I think. Oh, is that an overseas thing? I thought Skype yeah. was an overseas thing. With the Chinese all the time, they're always like, Skypey, Skypey, let's Skypey. <laughs> <laughs> I just deleted a bunch of those accounts, yeah. too. <laughs> Every all time right. I open this up, there's 100 of those. So, Lara has answered all the questions. She is a real teenager, 16 years old, very intelligent teenager on top of that. Um, and she let us know what's going on with these cigarettes in, in, in high school. See, why don't they, see, the FDA, she talked to Lara. 
and they'll understand. <laughs> or at least, you know, what's a shame, Lara, though, is like they have these anti-groups that, that have teens come and talk, but Wayne's right. They hire them. They actually, there's a company that you could buy a teenager. And yeah. uh, let's say that, oh. yeah, let, let's say that I don't like uh, coffee and I want to uh, rally against uh, coffee because I think it's dangerous because caffeine is dangerous and hurting people. I can go hire teenagers from this company who I can bring to legislation hearings with me, for example, and try where I'm trying to get a law passed to ban coffee and bring them with me. And they can talk about how dangerous coffee is and how teenagers are hooked on it. and It's horrible and it's got to go away. Um, that's a crazy thing, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, yeah. Wait till you and no uh, one questions it. No, no that's one questions problem. it. I mean, I don't know. I know, I know you want to go to college for other things, but maybe you should consider politics, and maybe you can change some of this <laughs> crazy stuff that's going on <laughs> in the world. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nor would you want to. I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. Lara, I want to thank you for coming on. I greatly, and especially it's a dude. It's Friday night. She's probably there's a last thing she wants a teenager wants to do on Friday night is be on the phone. Yeah, she wants to go have a jewel session. (laughs) A hot box jewel (laughs) session. Her friends are waiting the hot box. So let's get the hell out. No, no, no. Lara's a good kid. She really is. She's uh she's a good kid. She's doing very well. I'm very proud of her. And I want to thank you for coming on, Lara. I really appreciate your time and uh, we'll let you go. No problem. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank Le- you for having me. Yep. Bye. Bye. There we go. There goes Lara. See, wasn't that nice? Very insightful. Very. It is very insightful. Now we. I. I went to the high school that she goes to. So, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a rural area. It's a very rural area. So, uh, you know, there's not a lot going on. When I was a kid, when I was in high school, dude, we used to get high. We we get beer. We'd get weed, and we go out in the woods. Because there's nothing else yep. to do. We fucking go camping. We get weed, beer, cigarettes, and we fucking get wasted and pass out in a fucking in the middle of the forest. <laughs> yeah, that's how that well, that's how my high school experience was. There was they, they didn't give us anything to do. So you would just get all fucked up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. That's all we did. Oh, oh and then cruising. Every once in a while we go out. It, you know, you might go down to the town and next to you and cruise. It was just, I don't know. It was a different time. But but thing it, that still goes on. It's the thing. That's what the FDA's got to understand. They're giving an un... It's crazy to me. The industry doesn't understand. They're giving an unrealistic thing to do by saying, stop teenagers from vaping in 60 days. Come up with a plan to stop teenagers from vaping in 60 days or else is insane. I can't, people are arguing about, okay, how do we do this? No, there's no way to do it. It's unreasonable. No. It's it's insane to say that. That's no different. Well, I, I, mean, I don't understand why anyone takes it seriously because it's not. I mean, it's only it's it's just a, that's the mask. You know what I mean? They they really don't care about public health. They don't care about stopping youth use. No, it's just there's pressure on them and they need to figure something out. And there's a lot of money in banning it. So they're going to do whatever they can to try to squeeze that whatever penny they can out of it while also pleasing those donors. Well, understand too, you know, Gottlieb, we're going to get into this later when Matt's on because, you know, people, Gottlieb spoke on C-SPAN the other day. It was Gray Connolly. They had the two wacky teenage kids on and they had uh, Gottlieb and then some other nut job they had on from uh, uh, one of these anti-groups. God knows he was just, he was an idiot. I, 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 he, he, ridiculous. Anyway. They yeah. had Gottlieb on and, you know, again, 
Gottlieb was pleading with us. Some people got out of that interview on C-SPAN that he's either going to ban flavors or ban online, and we need to make a choice. That's not what he said. And I'll explain later that's why that's not what he said. I'll, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I'll play a little clip of what he said, and that's not what he said. Again, he's pleading with us. He's saying, please, he's got such pressure from these fucking groups. It's unbelievable the pressure he has. Do something, do something. And I hate to say it, and everybody's going, is epidemic a strong word? Yeah, that's a strong word. I don't think they should have used epidemic. But there is a problem with kids and using these jewels and using Nick Saltz, and they're getting high. They're getting buzzed. You heard her. They're getting buzzed. They get buzzed off I mean, off 20% it. is a lot. Yes. That is a lot. It is like, a lot. And that's her school and – what like what is her what area what kind of area is that that's like a normal area it's not like a rundown poor area oh no 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 you know what I mean no the the town is it's a it's an upper middle class town it's, it's I wouldn't say it's a rich town but definitely upper middle class you have to have money to live there it's 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 an upper middle class right town. it's probably a lot of white kids right yes oh yes yes mostly yeah. I'd so say ninety nine percent so when you involve white, white kids and. It, it, then it be, then that's where they use that word epidemic, and then all the soccer moms get all up in arms about it, and it just becomes a perfect storm, you know? Right. Because if it was just affecting poor communities and poor schools, guarantee you none of this would really come of it, you know? Right, right. So the guest I'm having on later has the opinion that we need to ban online sales— and I was going to have Matt on earlier, but he can't come on until later. So that's why he's not coming on until, until he's going to come on at 9 or 9.15 or something like that. But we'll discuss this with him. But anyway, I want to go over this now. I want to have Kyle on now. He mentioned that um, convenience stores shouldn't sell e-cigarettes anymore, nor should online sales be allowed anymore, only in vape shops. His opinion, and I'll let him explain it when he comes on, but I'll kind of, you know, summarize it before we bring Kyle on. So I want, this is why I want to have Kyle on. You know, that we should, like, go to vape shops and train them how to, uh, you know, deal with customers and how to work on getting them off cigarettes. And, you know, just everybody should go to vape shops and that's it. They shouldn't buy it from anywhere else because that way you can train these vape shop owners and, and employees to all, you know, educate them. I would them. quit vaping. If that happened, <laughs> I'd quit well, vaping. Well, yes. Now, here's, here's the problem with that, and this is why I'm having Kyle on. Not all vape shops unfortunately, are good vape shops. Right. There are some nightmare fucking vape shops out there. I look at it this way. Would I send my mother into a vape shop and feel comfortable with her going in there and, and wanting to, you know, get off cigarettes and get an e-cigarette? And I got to mm-hmm. say that 60 to 70% of the vape shops I've been in, no fucking way would I send my mother in there. No way. Some of the shit that goes on is 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 unfucking believable so mm-hmm. somebody, ju- just to prove my point, I want to bring Kyle on because Kyle works for Cream Vapory, or Cream Vapor. It's Cream Vapor. He goes all over the United States because he wants to get his e-liquid in stores. This guy travels everywhere. He's everywhere. He's been to th- literally thousands of vape shops over the years. So if anybody knows the state of vape shops and how they are, Kyle will know. Hang on. I'm going to call Kyle. I'm going to bring him on. Oh, this is working out perfectly. I told him 8.30, it's going to be 8.30. I love when things go right. Hang on. I have to, we're going to call Kyle. And actually, when I worked in the vape shop, sold Kyle's juice. He has good juice. Hmm. Um, but he, let me turn up his volume. But he certainly knows. He knows the state of vape shops. I mean, <laughs> there's some Hey, bad. what's up, Kevin? What's up, Kyle? How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? I am well. Thank you. Number one, thank you for coming on. 
uh, like I was explaining before, Kyle's from Cream Vapor, and he has many e-liquid lines that he represents for his company. Now, what he's doing is pretty rare. There's not a lot of people doing this, but he's been doing this for years now. He travels all over the country and goes into vape shops and says, here I am. This is me. This is my company. This is my e-liquid. They get to try it. He gets to talk to him. It's actually, that's how I first met Kyle. He came into our vape shop. And that's when I, well, actually, I take that back. I met him at NBE, but then he came in like a week later at our vape shop. And he, you know, it's nice to actually have an owner of a company in front of you saying, here's my juice. You know, you can try it, but this and that, being able to bargain with him, talk with him. That's very rare. I only had two people in my entire vape shop career that came in and do that. Came in and did that, and Kyle was one of them. So, because how of do this, they usually do it? Just call you? Oh yeah, they call, and you just never take their call or email. Or some of them will actually have mailers made up, and you just throw them out. I mean, like the, the other yeah. day, I got an e- <laughs> I got an email from an, uh, from from a a, uh, a company. I don't know why they're emailing me, but it's a company that everybody knows, and it's actually somebody that's actually pretty popular in the e liquid world. And he wrote this whole. It was this mile long email. Oh, you're probably saying, oh, God, not another e-liquid company spamming me. Oh, and then it's going on and on and on. This is who I am. This is our company. This is what we have. This is The second I look at that, I'm not even reading the first sentence. I'm on. Delete. I'm on to the next one. Shop owners aren't going to sit there and look at that shit. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the only way you're going to get a shop owner's attention is, number one, going there like Kyle does and saying, here I am. Or... You make your email so short and to the point that it takes them two seconds. This is who I am. This is how much my shit cost. That's it. That's all we want to know. Who you are, what your juice is, how much it costs. That's it. Get it done. We, we're not going to sit there because the emails that a shop owner gets is unfucking believable. The calls, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So anyway, Kyle, thank you for coming on. You've been to thousands of vape shops. Now, there's been a lot of talk, and I know you've seen it on Facebook because somehow you managed to go on Facebook with all the time you're driving around everywhere. It's crazy. I don't know how you do it. But you go on Facebook and <laughs> <Don't> you <sleep. laughs> and you and I there's a lot of talk about banning online sales, banning convenience store sales and having it only so that you could buy in a vape shop. Now, I that number 1, I think that's insane. There should be access to vaping products everywhere. The more access there is, the better it is and the better chance people have of getting off cigarettes. But I just want to take the argument of just having e-cigarettes and e-liquids sold in vape shops right now. Now, here's the problem. The problem is, is not all vape shops are equal, as you know, Kyle. You have been in probably thousands of vape shops. Now, you, I'm, I'm sure, let me ask you this. Out of all the vape shops you've been in, right, what would you feel comfortable? Say, say your mother came to you. Your mother says, Kyle, I want to quit smoking. Send me to a vape shop so they can help me. What percentage of all those vape shops would you feel comfortable sending your own mother to? D- granted now, all the vape shops you've seen and you've been in. Because you've seen it all. You've seen the good and the bad. That is, um, that's actually the best. That's the description I use when I walk into a shop. Um, if I want to continue talking to them, because I mean, it's a twofold effort. The reason, half of the reason I go in there is to see what they are about, what they carry, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's one way to see a little bit more behind the photos and stuff you just see on Facebook or, or something like that. But let's say I walk into 
five shops every day, I would say one or two of those. And this is be, that two is a stretch some days. Yep. Um, are vape shops that I would feel comfortable sending my mother in. Right. And that's just me being brutally honest. Right, right. <laughs> See, Wayne, that's, and, and, you know, I, I was telling oh, Wayne. Oh, I that, believe it. Yeah, I was telling that too. You know, I've been in, I've been, I have a juice company, I've been into a lot of vape shops. And I would say 70% of them I would never send my mother into. Like, you walk in and they're like either like blaring metal music or or it looks like uh like a, a twenty something year old's basement or they stink or they're or they're threw up all over the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean there's Or like you walk in and there's like a group of dudes just huddled by the counter and yes. they just kinda stare at you and you, you <laughs> and feel they turn awkward. around and stare and it makes you feel very um not wanted or very not warm welcome from the moment that you walk in yeah uh, like you're bothering you know, them like you walked in and you started bothering them and it's oh it's so great that you say that because when i had my shop i used to get i, I used to get on my staff for that because i'd walk in and they'd all like sit at this one counter that was you know in, way inside the, they'd all sit together and obviously yeah. when somebody walks in they all just naturally look and they do mm-hmm. it to me when i come in and I'd be like, you can't do that. I This is my store, and I feel uncomfortable walking in. Imagine what a customer feels like when you yeah. do that, you know? Or they'd all sit there and be building, and, and, they're, blo- and they're filling up the store of vapor, and it's like, oh, it's cool. It's a vape shop. I'm like, no, that's not cool. I don't want the shop yeah. filled with vapor. Uh, that's the problem. A lot of these shops, that's what's going on. There's no way mm-hmm. a 58-year-old businessman that works in the stock market who wants to quit cigarettes is going to walk into one of those places and feel comfortable or a 47 year old soccer mom who wants to quit cigarettes she's going to walk in and walk right the fuck out i, I don't yep. see- and she's going to have a bad taste of the entire vape industry then she's never even tried it she's going to be so she or he is going to be so off put by it and the most important thing in my opinion and my opinion of course only is to have a good first vape experience. Yes. Somebody can have a very good first vape experience. That is 70% of the battle. Yes. Um, You know, if they're off put from the moment they walk in and they feel like they're sold stuff that they don't need by, you know, people talking down to them or whatever, it, it, it may not be successful for them. Um, and the most important thing is to have them have a good first vape experience. They're not going to get that when they already feel uncomfortable or, you know, maybe somebody's talking down to them because they don't understand as much as them. Um, I, I see it all the time. I see it all the time. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of these guys, too, which they don't understand because you seem to have a lot of 20-somethings and 30-somethings who own vape shops. Uh Appearance is everything. You could be the most knowledgeable guy in the world and know everything there is about vaping and RDAs and RTAs and ohms and batteries and safe, everything. But if you're standing there and you got these piercings all over you and you got your tattoos you're showing off and you got your hair everywhere and you're wearing a, a Slayer fucking shirt or a fucking metal shirt, you got, ch- <laughs> you know, and you look like you go to a fucking metal concert, you know, that's going to scare people off. You can't. You can't, you can't do that. That's that's yeah. the problem. That's what they don't understand, and you and that's not going to change. You can't go to every vape shop in the country and say, don't do that anymore. Turn into this type type of shop, and we all have to have where, for Christ's sake, you should be wearing uniforms. When you walk in a vape shop, it should be like when you walk into a fucking Apple store. That's what it should be like. I completely agree with you. Yes. 100%. 
Um, I actually, I used to wear just the regular cream vapor t-shirt when I first started doing this. In fact, probably when I walked in to, to meet with you, I just had a cream vapor t-shirt yes, on. Yes, you did. Um, about the last year, I wear polos. I wear a cream vapor polo shirt with, you know, halfway new jeans and, you know, just looking better than the guy who looks like he just rolled out of bed, threw a baseball cap on, and, hey, would you like to try my e-liquid? Nah, that's you got to have some presentation behind it. Yes. Somebody's going to take somebody serious that looks like they give two shits about it. You know, um, yeah. perception is everything. You have about 15 seconds to wow somebody. You know, you have about that first initial 30 seconds to get somebody's attention for them to open up to you. If that barrier is not broken and it's a standoff almost, it, it's very hard to reel that back in. And so, you know, it, you know, perception is everything, whether we like it or not. Um, and you're right, Kevin, a lot of 20-somethings and 30-something-year-olds are in this industry, and they've never had um, business experience outside of it. Um, I'm 33 years old, and I've talked to vape shop owners who are 22 years old. Um, you know, that's awesome, fantastic. You're way ahead of the game that I was when I was 22. Yep. But... Um, you've got you're a business owner it doesn't matter your age you represent not you you represent an entire entity a brand um and you better do it well you know right not just that they represent an entire industry you know you want that person who finally says you know what i'm done i want to try this vaping thing because it might get me off cigarettes you want them to have that the most positive experience possible you know mm -hmm. and a hundred percent yeah hundred percent and that doesn't mean selling them the most expensive thing. That means sitting there talking to them about their needs, their how much they smoke, you know, if they have peaks, if they have valleys, if they have good days, if they have bad days, you know, how long they've been smoking. I mean, there's some people that have a ritual, you know, where, you know, they get up every morning, they have a cigarette with a cup of coffee, and they've been doing it for 35, 40 years, longer than I've been alive. How do I expect them to change that in two weeks? Yeah. You, you, you can't. You know, so you have to get to know somebody, you know, not every person is the same. And that's why there are so many options in this industry. And some people think everything blanket will just work with everybody. And it's, they'll try to sell them something that they don't need. And what happens? That person has a bad first vape experience and they're completely turned off by it. You right. know what's not hard to pick up? A lighter and a damn pack of cigarettes. It's pretty yep. easy, you yep. know. Now, now I want yeah. Or a jewel. Or, or a jewel, jewel now. That's right. Or, or a jewel. Yeah. I, I mean, and when you can go to any sea store on planet Earth. Um, I almost took a video for you the other yesterday, Kevin, and I wish I would have. I was um, in a very, very small town in Missouri. I'm driving to Denver, Colorado right now. Mm -hmm. And I stopped to get gas. And every single advertisement sign that was in front of the gas pumps was for jewel. Every one of them. Yeah. Every single one. Yep. No, it, you know, it, yeah. when you have exposure like that on every corner, on every C store, you know, Walgreens, you know, Walmart, the, these big chains, uh, they're very easily and readily available. Yeah, you know? and absolutely. And, 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 and it is hurting the vape shops. It, it's definitely hurting the vape shops. The, the juice game, 100%. the juice game has changed dramatically, especially in the past year, it's changed. And now, for example... Um, I, I know you probably get this, Kyle. I, I get this all the time. 
I'll have a store contact me, okay? Oh, we're interested in tea time. We're interested. We want to carry tea time. I give them the price. They come back with, oh, well, I can get naked for uh, this much, or I can get whatever, <laughs> you know, shit juice they're talking about for this much. So I, I can't, that's too much. Now, me, I just go, okay, whatever, then buy. I don't care. I am not mm-hmm. going to devalue my product because they can get some shit juice from the, you have these guys in the industry now, Wayne, so you understand. They're like, they own, they, they essentially own a bunch of stores. They kind of act like they're distros too. And, you know, they, they, some of them have juice lines, some of them don't. The juice game has gotten so ridiculous. It's to the point now where, and this has been going on for the past uh, year, if not maybe a couple years, you have these guys coming in now where they're selling juice for so goddamn cheap that they're trying to run me and I, I would imagine Kyle and others out. Um, mm. Now, I don't know about 100%. You. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you, Kyle. Now, for example, for me, I have a co-packer. So I have a co-packing cost. You know, I don't have a, a, a lab where I can um, mix juice and make it for almost nothing. I don't have that. I have, I have to depend on a co-packer. That has a cost. You know, I, I have... I, I have the same. I don't manufacture my own product. I have a co-packer. Right. Um, and that co-packer is expensive. You know, it costs money to have my... Yes. You know, liquid made by this co-packer. Um, and, you know, a lot of these companies are direct from manufacturer, you know, if you want to, you know, they're a manufacturer, there's no middleman, you know, as far as a distro involved or whatever. A lot of what you're talking about, I see it all over. There's, you know, a couple guy or, you know, a couple owners in town that have, you know, three or four shops and they have a quote unquote local distro. Yeah. You know, what they have is a local quote unquote, I want to fill my shelves for dirt cheap. And, you know, I have five stores, so I'm going to beat you up as much as I can on price. Yep. And that is one of my least favorite things. When somebody says, well, that's a little expensive, Kyle. You know, I can get X, Y, and Z for, you know, this this amount. And, you know, I, I say, well, then you probably should. You know, you should probably pick that up for that price. That's a good deal. Yep. I said, I'm not that company. You know, I don't make hundreds of thousands of bottles a month. Right. I, I, can't, I, I, that's, I can't do that, you know. Um, I, this may be a dumb analogy. It may be, uh, you know. But Budweiser, Budweiser is a whole lot cheaper than your IPA that you go to the grocery store for. IPAs are not made in the big, you know, batches that Budweiser are. There's a reason for that, you know. Um, it's you can't you can't compete with someone like that, and nor will I. I do not. I've left vape shop and had employees call me. Um, five minutes down the road saying, I'm sorry that my boss only picks up juice for X amount of dollars. And, you know, this is the local vape shop in town I would suggest you go to. Um, that's sad. Right. That's sad. Right. Um, you know, I've had people that don't even tr- I had a huge red flag about six months ago. I had a meeting with a gentleman and he wanted to purchase every flavor I made and had tried one of them. That was my first red flag, and he wanted to order thousands of bottles, and I'm looking around like, God, you've got a lot of juice in this warehouse that I don't know you move, but, you know, just the, you know, person in me says you want to pick up everything I make, but you only tried one. Yeah, that's a huge red flag to me because let's all be honest. There's nobody that likes every single flavor. I don't right. care who you are. You yep. know what I mean? That's just not realistic. Right. It's not. I, I, I it's not realistic. I made all the recipes and there's some of them I don't vape. It's not my flavor profile. So how, you know, it's just not realistic. So they're just trying to get juice for so dirt cheap. And, 
you know, it makes no sense. Why do they get to make three times the margin, but I've got to scrape by on a 50% well, margin? Well, well, because, I have overhead. Well, he, well, he, yeah, well, here's what's going on. What's going on is is you have certain people in the juice game right now that have kind of like gotten, not kind of, they've gotten together they're building labs. They're building these big distro companies, and their goal is to corner the market and get rid of all the small guys who use co-packers. They want us gone, and and their their business model is is you since they're they're making almost nothing themselves or whatever. You got to sell a shit ton of fucking juice. You got to sell like fifty thousand bottles a month if you want to make any sort of real fucking money, and and they want <laughs> they they want all us all us little small craft companies gone. That's their goal to get rid of us and make juice prices so that we can't survive anymore. So what we need to do and what needs to happen with the e-liquid in- industry, and I hope it does, is the e-liquid industry needs to do what the beer industry does. You have your Budweiser and your Miller and your Genuine Draft and all that shit. Like, we have Naked, we have Candy King, we have all those, you know, big uh, brand ones, the, uh, the shit ones that are cheap. But then beer has the mm-hmm. small craft companies where those are more expensive, but oh boy, are they delicious. And that's what e-liquid needs to have, the small craft part of it where we're the small craft guys. Yeah, we're more money, but you know what? It, 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 you can taste the difference. You know, it, it's a good quality. Yeah, juice. You, get, you get a recipe. Yes. You get something that somebody, you know, um, a you or an I sat there and tried for months and months and months to make it exactly what it says on the outside of the bottle. Yeah. You know, not it's, you know, one or two flavors with some sweetener to keep costs down because we all know the more you start adding up in there, the higher the, mar- you know, the manufacturing cost goes up. Yep. Um, and so they can try to squeak by with a little bit less margin by, you know, making it as bare minimum as they can. And they're, it's selling like crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, I've always, I love that analogy, Kevin, and I've always used it, is I, I, I may not be the e-liquid for every shop. I'm not the cheapest. I'm not the most expensive. But the last time you had a really good IPA, guess what you wanted after that first one? You wanted a second one. Yeah. Um, and that's what it is. It's the, you know, it's just, you know, people always, you know, if you put something in somebody's face 500 times on the 501st time, they're going to grab it. Yeah. Good, bad, or indifferent. People are, you know, creatures of habit. You know, we're, we're, we're intrigued by things. We want to try things. And when you see it on every Instagram page, every website, every banner, every, you know, show you go to and stuff like that, you wonder why it sells like crazy. Um, it's people have the almighty decision-making with their dollar and what, what the um, customers of, uh, of the vape industry can do with that dollar is very powerful. People only carry stuff in shops because people buy it, period, yep. point blank. Yep. If they did not have that up there, they would sell something else. And those, you, you know what I mean, more more of those crafts, the local stuff. I, I've walked into shops where I've seen half of it big name and half of it stuff that I've never heard of. And you know where I usually go? I'll, I'll usually go over that way and try some of those flavors. Um, that's just me in particular. Um, but I always, I always root for the underdog and I always will. I always will. Right. Right. And, and it's also a shame too, because vape shops are feeling the pressure now because you have these smoke slash vape shops and these, mm-hmm. you know, it's happening here in Connecticut. There's this guy opening all these smoke and vape chains 
and he can sell vape shit just for way cheaper than the vape shops can. They're already vape shops are already starting to close down here. They can't compete. You know, like like uh, they have there's 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 still selling naked sixty mil bottles here for twenty five bucks a bottle, twenty bucks a bottle. Well, they can go to the smoke vape guy and get it for like twelve ninety nine a bottle. I, and vape shops can't, mm-hmm. they can't compete with that because their entire profit is the vape stuff, whereas the smoke shop, well, that's just a small portion of it. So, like if you're taking your juice to 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 say a smoke slash vape shop. They probably won't care about your price because they they appreciate the pro, the profit margin that you would uh, provide for them or I would provide for them as a juice company, um, you know because it's not it, it's not important to have that humongous profit margin that the vape shops had to have. The vape shops are do you, now that's another thing too because you've been there for years. Do you see vape shops more and more closing down? Do you think they're dying? Do you see more opening? I mean, is it the same? I see. Um I see a good mixture of both, and this may be, uh, a, a, you know, a um, it's the vape shops that are doing it right, I, and I guess have the reputations for doing it right, have multiple stores, um, have been around for a long time, have good set roots. I see them doing very well right now. The the shops that have stuck by, you know, their house liquid really hardcore and have just started to step into the outside lines. Um, I see them struggling as, um, you know, it's nice to have products to offer your customers. At the end of the day, you just don't want that customer leaving your shop without something in your hand, in their hand, period. Right. Whether it comes from you, me, or you, you know, that guy is making his house liquid. Um, I, I walk into some shops where if I can have a conversation for an hour and nobody interrupts me and there's times when i've waited two hours to talk to somebody because their shop is so busy yep. um the the disconnect between the people involved in the industry and the people not involved in the industry is where it where that happens and what i mean by that is like your smoke shop vape shops or your you know vape shops where the owner's never around they've got you know, employee attrition like crazy, you know, they're hiring somebody new every three months um, where that employee doesn't give two shits. The vape shop owner doesn't give two shits. Nobody cares about anything in there. Um, they, they hurt, they're struggling. Um, and those are the ones that um, have tried to play the, well, I'll just sell stuff for cheap games. And that's not how you stay in business. Dropping right. prices is not the way to gain business. No. Customer service is the way to gain business. No, um, you're absolutely right. Customer service. You know and, you know, I was told when, 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 when I started, I was told by uh, somebody and they're absolutely right. They said, don't ever, ever devalue. You keep you keep your price. Don't ever devalue your product. You keep your fucking price. You're going to have 100%. people. That, yeah, they're going to people are going to say, oh, that's too expensive. Oh, well, I mean, the, you, you got it. Stand. And I he was so right. And that's what I did. Thank God I did. Um, because there was, it, there was times you do question it. There was times that you go, oh, well, geez, maybe my price is too high. Maybe, maybe, you know, and then you start pondering it. Then you're like, what the fuck? And then for me, it just goes away. And I say, no, not going to happen. But it's hard not to with so many competitors. I mean, it's, we're all, in, let's be real. We're all in competition. There's so many competitors out there for such less money. It's like, I don't know how you do it, man. I don't know how you Oh, get no, somebody. we've all thought about it. We've all thought about it. I'd be lying to you if I haven't said, well, maybe if I just drop my wholesale price a couple bucks, maybe I will, you know. Um, But at the end of the day, are those the customers I want selling my product? Not necessarily. I want the retail vape shops that want to carry my product 
to carry my product, not the ones that are doing it just because. That's not where I want my e-liquid right. at all. That's not where I want it. Um, it's You know, when you walk into a store and you see 7,000 flavors on their wall and, you know, they have no idea what half of them are, that's, it's over and they're all they've got juice anywhere from 14 bucks for 60 mils all the way to 25 and they're selling 14 dollar bottles because they've been sitting on it for eight months and they wonder what's going on it's they're just they're not doing they're just throwing money at a problem they're just throwing more stuff up on a shelf when they're not realizing okay there's a problem here you know, I can't sell it at 14. I can't sell it at 25. So price isn't the problem. What's the problem? Right. It, it's not price because those $14 bottles are not moving either. Those $25 bottles are not moving. So price isn't the issue. What's the issue? Right. Well, your customer service, you know, you, how, how you how you run your business, who you do business with. Um, it, it all starts from there and goes to the, you know, at the end of the day, the customer is the one who it goes down to. Right, right. One more quick question for you. Nick Saltz, do you think at this point in stage uh, right in the game with Nick Saltz, are they helping <laughs> us as an industry or are they hurting us? So personally, um, this is, I guess, the best. When we started vaping, I started doing this in 2000, you know, late 2012, early 2013. Um, we had nothing like that. Right. I mean, we didn't barely have any American-made juice at that time. If it wasn't for subreddit groups and Facebook groups where you're buying, you know, I remember Jimmy the Juice Man. You would wait in a Facebook group to get one bottle of juice, and guess what? Nobody cared what <laughs> you paid for it. Um, but we didn't have the device, you know, the devices. It was just all starting to become new. Um, there are some benefits I see of uh, of the salt nicotine um, that we didn't have. It's, you know, they offer a higher milligram, a sleeker device, a mouth to lung, and I see it being able to help convert new smokers a little bit easier for those people that are looking for that, you know, the throat hit, the, you know, that pull and everything like that. Do I think 50 milligram is a little overkill? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 50 milligram nicotine, uh, 56%, whatever it is. Um, I will actually send you a picture. I took a picture today, Kevin, of a uh, vape shop that was letting everybody know that they were no longer selling anything over 25 milligrams. Interesting. They were not. They they don't carry it in their store. Right. And they've said, you know, um, they they actually gave their reasons why, you know, and the vape shop owner was, you know, very clear on why he was doing it. His, you know, he indicated to market research, knowing it's consumer based, et cetera. And I almost in my tracks, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. You know, um, a couple of vape shop owner friends of mine have a limit. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, the we'll, we'll call it by name, the jewel pods and stuff like that. They limit two pods or two packs per customer. So somebody's not coming in, buying 10 packs and handing them out like candy. Yeah. Um, there's a time and a, you know, the, the Circle K clerk or whatever, consumer or you know c-store clerk has no vape training whatsoever um they have no idea what you know any of this is they have no idea how to use it that should be the last person that should be handing somebody a vape product in my opinion um you know we you know somebody that is into this industry has you know knowledge of it has been taught you know x y and z how, how to help you know that consumer make a good switch 
somebody that can sit there and talk to them about how this is going to work should be the one selling it. Um, because that C store clerk or whatever doesn't care, hands it over. And that could be somebody who's never smoked a cigarette in their life and they're vaping 50 milligram salt mix. That's, that has no business. Right. Um, but now, now, being a, now um, and, I, and I hear what you're saying, but now here's what Jewel would say, because it, it all, in all fairness um, to Jewel, what they, what they have said and they continue to say is that we're not a harm reduction product, nor are we a product to get people off cigarettes. We never were. They've always had the stance of we are a alternative to cigarettes. We'd rather now if you're going to smoke a cigarette, we'd rather you use our pods, use our Juul system, which is better for you health-wise obviously than smoking. So they've always maintained the stance of we're not about getting people off cigarettes, nor we a harm reduction device. We're simply another option. We're a safer alternative yeah. for the smoker. So it, you know, it that's where they're comfortable with being in convenience stores obviously. Well, they want to be. They want to be all over the place. They're a business. They want to make money. But, uh, you know, they're fine with that because I, I think the vape industry has has given them this this marking of, you know, a great device to get people off cigarettes. Whereas they're like, no, that's not us. I mean, no offense, but we don't give a shit. We're just a substitute yeah. for cigarettes. So so it's it, it's interesting. I mean, but but you're right. It is ends up being obviously a phenomenal device to get people off cigarettes because it's getting a lot of people off cigarettes. Um, but it'll certainly be, interesting. you know, the whole. Yeah, go ahead. When we started doing this, the whole reason was a, you know, quote unquote, healthier, healthier alternative. Yeah. You know, you know, the uh, I don't like using the word free based nicotine, but I guess that's how everybody, you know, um, can assimilate it. You know, um, you got salt nicotine and then, you know, your regular PG or VG based, you know, um, you know, tobacco derived tobacco right. derived. There we go. Um, nicotine. Um uh, benzoic acid, stuff like that. That's not the greatest for people. And so you, now we're, it's like, it's almost a, a hypocritical thing coming out with something that we know has more harmful chemicals in it, but it's still less harmful than smoking. So that's okay. Um, just kind of hypocritical to me. Um, you know, I don't personally have salt mix. And the reason why is I didn't register them. That's how life works. Right. Um, I didn't register them. That wasn't something that was around, you know, out in, you know, the mainstream back then. Um, there was only a couple that I know that did. Um, they did it right. And, you know, there's other people that have decided to come out with salt mix, you know, that are obviously, you know, post-date. I mean, you, yep. it's very obvious. Yep. Um, and, and they're they're doing it because it's part of a, you know, a, a wave or a, you know, I don't want to say trend because it's lasted for quite some time, um, but I just, it, I don't know. I don't, it takes, a, it's, I've, it's a sore subject, the salt mix thing. It's, it's, I've seen it take almost a step back. It's almost like taking a step back when we've tried to take steps forward. You sure. know what I mean? No, yeah, I, I agree. I, I completely it, agree. It absolutely is. And, and you know, I want to. I wanted Wayne to address that too because the you mentioned the benzoic acid in it, or the, whatever the hell that shit is. I, what, what what is that, Wayne? Explain to people yeah, what that is. Yeah, the benzoic acid. Yes, that's they they basically use that to to salt the nicotine to make it more potent. You know, it gives it that extra uh, efficiency to the compound. 
and there are other compounds. Like I know some of the other popular Nick salt brands, they don't use benzoic acid. They use other sorts of acids to do the same thing. Um, and that's mainly a patent thing, I think, because I, I'm pretty sure Juul is out there trying to patent every single combination of acid and nicotine just to have. So whenever, whatever they decide to do with those patents, I'm not sure, but I think a lot of them are trying to figure out other ways to be able to sell a nicotine salt product that gets around Juul's specific benzoic patent. But um, I see a lot of people in the DIY community, and, I, and I've asked around a while because I'm not particularly sold on them either. They're wildly addicting. Like they do hook people, like Juul's 50 milligram Nick salt in particular it seems like people are having a harder time removing themselves from it. You know, if I leave my mod at home, I'm on one milligram of freebase nicotine. That's my preferred nick level. Yeah. I have no problem. You know, I'm not withdrawing. I'm not fiending. I'm not scratching at the neck. But, you know, if you're at 50 milligrams, you're vaping a pot a day and you're vaping it at a, at a level that's much more efficient than freebase. You're gonna have you're gonna see some sort of withdrawal symptom from that. We're also seeing wheezing. People are having wheezing symptoms, and uh, they're becoming short of breath. And there's just really not much science around nicotine in this sort of manner. Well, we're that, just so efficient. And, and that's the thing that really shocked me about salt nicks in general in the past year or almost two years now, is that they came out of nowhere. We didn't seem to really even bother to like. Like, is this okay? Should we be vaping this? Maybe we should, you know, maybe have someone right. test it. I don't know. See, do something. It just seemed like they fucking just threw this benzoic acid. In it. Here you go. Let's put it out there. Everybody, you know, it's like they don't right. know what it's fucking doing to people. I mean, that's crazy. And don't get me yeah, wrong. Right. I, I, I understand. They when just I, know that it's really efficient. That's yes. all they really know about nicotine salt. I mean, when, 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 I, when I started vaping 10 years ago or whatever it was, almost 10 years ago, I knew I said, I don't know what this is going to do to me, okay? I know what cigarettes is doing, and I don't know what this is going to do. So I'm going to go with I don't know what this is going to do because I know if I continue to smoke, I'm fucked. So I took a chance, yep. on, I, I took a chance on the vaping. Um, but, you know, I got so involved with it in the community and, and everything with it. You know, I really, really, really did research to see exactly what I was vaping, what was going on. People were doing things. Farsalina started getting involved. You know, testing was being done. It's... But this salt nick just came out of fucking nowhere, and they just put it out on the market and said, "There you go." And we don't know what's that, what that's doing to people. That's fucking crazy. It, it, it could be harming people, doing more harm than than who knows. And and people just yeah. jumped on it. It's it's I don't know. I don't. But think then it's I'd good. also argue the same with the sucralose. I mean, these juices are so heavy in sucralose. We really don't have any idea what long term inhalation of sucralose is doing we have an idea that hopefully our lungs just metabolize it and that's it but you know long term we don't really know you know I, what i mean long term and we're I also seeing science that benzene the the compound in nicotine salt along with sucralose causes pretty adverse reactions so if you're creating a compound a juice like a mr salty or the you know these open vapor system salts where you're pumping them at a high temperature you're also including the benzene compound with the nicotine salt as well as sucralose to allow that flavor to come through because you need a lot of flavor. If you've ever made a nicotine salt recipe, you need to bump your flavor up like to 20%. It's just, it's just too much nicotine. You have to overtake it. 
So you're adding all these different compounds in it, and now we don't know the reactions between them. We don't know what they're doing individually. We know really nothing, and that's one of the things that I've been critical of the vaping industry in general is just overall testing. There seems to be no money going towards testing at all. And, um, you know, these PMTAs are coming up, so hopefully we get some type of idea, but we don't have any idea still. It's been 10 years, you know? Right. And, and, and I want to get into that with you, Wayne, because you're talking about sucralose. But before I do that, I need to let Kyle go. Kyle's been on for 40 minutes. I know he doesn't have a lot of time. He's very busy. Kyle, I, number one, want to thank you for coming on. Uh, I, number two, want to thank you for making an orange creamsicle e-liquid that's actually tastes like orange creamsicle. Um, I, I want you to, uh, let, uh, people know where they can get your e-liquid from. Is there a website they can go to? I thank you for having me first and foremost. I appreciate it anytime. Um, I'm, I, I'm very glad I met you. Um, it's been a, it's been a crazy, uh, last couple of years, yes. everything that's gone on, but, um, it's nice to, uh, there are people that give two shits in this industry. There, there are, there are. There are shitheads that shine, but there are, for every shithead, there's two people trying to do it right. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, at the end of the day, that's what it is. Um, www.creamvapor.com um, is where anybody can go to check out the, you know, flavors that we make, et cetera. Um, or you can find me in some small town in the middle of nowhere, USA, <laughs> in a van. <laughs> um, or uh, usually expos, conventions, anything like that. But, okay, so um, hang on, hang on. Let I me ask you this. I truly appreciate it. I love this podcast. I, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> More, I love this. Well, 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 let me ask you this real quick because I have a lot of stores that listen to me. If they're a store and they want you to come to their store, how would they find that out? How would they get in touch with you? I, is it just your Facebook? I, do you want people to find I mean, how does that work? Facebook, they can send me a message through Messenger, or if you go to Kyle at creamvapor.com, that's my personal uh, email, um, and I read every one of them. I would be happy to come to their shop. That's I, 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 I would love sitting down with people um, and talking to them. As you can tell, I'm quite a talker, um, but I, I enjoy it. There's nothing more. People want a relationship in this industry. The people that care want a relationship in this industry, and that's what I've tried to do to set myself apart is actually build relationships with people. And, um, and I got to tell you, the old fashioned. Yes. And, and I got to tell you what he's doing. So everybody understands is so unbelievably tough. I did for a while what Kyle was doing. I just go to vape. I drive to vape shop after vape shop after vape shop. And let me tell you something. It is not easy. It is not easy. You get a lot of no's. There's some days you may go to five, six vape shops <laughs> yes. and you don't get shit. And you're like, man, like all that work, and it's so depressing, and it brings you down, and you just want to be like, fuck this. But then you can't. You got to get up. You got to go out there the next day, and then who knows? That next day, you may get three shops that say, hey, man, I'll take some juice, and you're like, fuck yeah. And and then it's not just that. Once you get them to carry the juice, then it's getting them to keep it, and keep, you know, it, it's it's a whole thing now. It is so tough what Kyle is doing. It's really, I've done it, so I get it. But it's unbelievable that you're still out there doing that. And, uh, you know, he cares that much about his company um, and he cares about his juice that much. It's awesome. You, you know, it, it's not for what I would say for almost every for about two and a half to three weeks of every month for the last about what? Almost almost two years now, Kevin, I'd say it's about a year and eight months. I've been out on the road. The longest I've been home is uh, 30 days yeah. in the last almost two years. Um, you walk into people that uh, for whatever reason they just 
don't want anything to do with you. It, you know, they treat you like dirt. You know, you're you're just another, you know, you're, you're under dirt to them. And then every now and again, you meet people that um, become life, you know, lifelong friends and um, reassure you that what you're doing is right. But it's not easy. Um, no. You have to have a thick skin. I've learned to laugh things off. It is certainly not easy. I don't easy. have passion for what I do because if I didn't, you know, I, I wouldn't be doing it anymore. Right. Um, but it's not easy. It's not easy. And either is being on the phone, no part of this, maintaining that relationship with those retail shops, you know, keeping everything in check. It's a 24 hours, seven days, 365. It is. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I feel very blessed and very lucky and um, fortunate that I get to do what I do. I get to wake up and drive around the country and meet with people. That's it, awesome. It, it, um, whether they want to meet with me sometimes, I guess, is the, the big question. Um, but um, and I, I love it. And, and customer, uh, service I is, have it any other way. customer service is number one. You know, I, I have a thing on, on, on my website where someone can Facebook message me on Messenger if they want to get a, uh, you know, if they don't want to email me, if they want to get a quick response. There's times I hear that thing going off at two, three, four in the morning. I wake right the fuck up and, and I'm answering the I'm answering the message. You know, I I don't want anybody to say that they got bad customer service from me. I know how important that is, yep. so I go out of my way to make sure that they're getting good customer service because that is just so 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 important to me. And uh, I know you do that as well, and it does it does make a difference at the end of the day. Kyle, thank you for coming on. I think my other guest is calling in now. So I want to thank you for um, um, coming on. I really appreciate it. Creamvapor.com. Check out his ELO because they're very good. I've tried a good amount of them, and they're very, we, we used to sell them. I mean, they're really, really good e-liquids. And uh, thank you for coming on. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Kevin. Anytime. Wayne, it was a pleasure. Um, keep doing yeah, what man. You're doing, Same here. Guys. Um, you know, it's uh, at the end of the day, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And it's uh, we've all got to... Uh, lace up our shoes and get ready for the marathon. So That's right. I appreciate it, Kevin. Anytime you need anything, you get a hold of me. I'm happy to help in any way, shape, and form, man. All right, man. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Later. Have a good night, guys. Bye. All right. See, I like that. This is I've never had a show run so smoothly in my life. My next guest, I think, is on the phone right here. We're going to bring him on. We're going to bring Matt. You know who Matthew Salter is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you've seen some of his posts, right? Not, not really. <laughs> I see him because I'm friends with Tristan, and I know he's uh he's his friend as well. And I see him every once in a while posting, uh, but I don't. I'm not like you know following him a lot. Oh, okay. Well, it's not that I have people I follow on Facebook, and I see what people I see what you say. That's how I knew you got married. I mean, I see what yeah. other people are saying, and I've seen what Matthew's been saying. And <clears throat> there's some things he's been saying in the past, uh, I'd say four weeks that are just to me they're just crazy. And I have to have him on to discuss some of these things because I'm just shocked by some of the things that, that he's saying and doing. And again, don't get well, let me bring him on before I say this because I want to uh, I want to bring him on. Hang on. I see he's on right here. Where is he? He is right here, I believe. And if anybody else wants to call in three, four, seven, seven, one, two, three, seven, three, seven. Matthew, is that you? Yeah, Kevin, what's going on, man? How are you, sir? Oh, not too bad. Sitting in the parking lot, still the uh, local high school homecoming football game, but didn't want to miss the opportunity to talk with you. So, I, well, well I, first of all, I want to thank you for coming on. I do want to say this: most people 
will not come on with me. They will say they'll come on or, that yeah, yeah, I'll come on. No, they don't. They stick to that fucking Facebook or a fucking email. They will not come on nah. and talk to me like a man. Matthew said I will. I, I never turned down the nope. opportunity for a good debate. He said, oh, absolutely. And, and that's the other thing, too. I love a good debate. And Matthew is a very, uh, he's, he's not a dumb guy. He's a smart guy. He can be very calm. And he can have a debate without blowing up or going crazy. I, I, I think it's wonderful. So I first want to thank you for doing that. Thank you for calling and actually talking man-to-man like this so we can have a wonderful spirited debate about things. I think it's wonderful, and it's great for an audience, and it's great for you, you and me, and it's great for Wayne's on with us too, just so, just in case you know, Wayne from a DIY or Die. Hey, what's um, up, man? Oh, hey, Wayne. How's it going, man? How's it going? So there was now I had Matthew on, <clears throat> I think it was maybe a year ago or less than a year ago. He had done an interview for a news station where he got a lot of flack. Yep. And, and it was, I don't know why people, people are stupid. They were giving him flack. So I wanted to have him come on because I wanted to tell him, you know, I think what you said was absolutely right on. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with people. You know, I, I felt bad for the guy. I'm like, why are people attacking him? What are they, stupid? So I wanted to have him on to explain why he said what he said during this interview and, and tell him, listen, I, I agree with you. I'm on your side. So because of that, I ended up following Matthew on Facebook. And uh, I've been following him ever since. So like I was telling Wayne before, you know, when I follow people, I see what they're saying, obviously, on my stream. So I've been following, you know, right. what people say. So there's been some things going on with you that I find extremely fascinating. So I, I have to talk to you about them because I'm just I'm shocked. Now, I do want to say this right off the bat so you understand. I do mm-hmm. believe that you do want what's best for the industry. I want to make that clear right now. I don't think Matthew is trying to harm the industry. I believe that he feels the way he feels because he really, truly does want to help save the industry. He's, he does care. I want, to, I want to put that out there right now. I do believe that, okay? I do believe that. You 100%. Re- yes, I do believe that. Wayne believes that, too. He won't say it, but I'll say it for him. He believes that, too. So, <laughs> I definitely believe Yes, that. so I, I totally believe that. So now I have to talk about this first. I have them all down because they fascinate me. So back at was around the end of August— uh, NVE did an event in, uh, it was Richmond, Virginia. They did the Richmond, Virginia, uh, it was the uh, Vapor Expo in, in NVE, right? I think it was, it was NVE. Yeah. So National Vapor yep, Expo. National Vapor yes. Expo. So what happened was there was a, a picture that came out that Matthew posted and it was kind of far away. You kind of really couldn't see it, but you could see it in the distance and you could see that it was a juice company's booth. Now, the Golden a, Grams, right? Yes. Now, mm. from a distance, yes. yes, from a distance, you know, you could kind of see it. So I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Matthew, I think when Matt originally saw that picture, if you look at it, it was far away, but it, it did look like uh, Golden Grams. And you thought, oh, shit, here's another IP infringing company, right? Because you saw that and it looked very similar to Golden Grams. So Matthew put up a post about it. And he was very critical of NVE and Michael, for Michael who runs uh, NVE, and felt that this was an IP infringing company that should be removed. They shouldn't be allowed to show there because they're infringing on IP, and that's not good for our industry, and we shouldn't be supporting that, and that shouldn't be there. Am I, am I far off, or am I about right? No, that's, that's 100% okay. spot on. Okay. I, 
I feel that, you know, as conventions, they need to vet their branding before they sell the booth, and they need to make sure that they're not going to allow any what I term to be cancerous elements that the FDA could attack. And right. that, that was kind of the second fold part of the whole issue, too, is they were right there. They were literally across the street from the Altria headquarters, and they were less than an hour and a half from uh, Silver Springs, Maryland, which is where the FDA headquarters is. And we had we had rumor where we had confirmed reports that Altria uh, and some of their employees were going to be there. And then at the beginning, we had rumored reports that the FDA was sending agents to kind of scope out the event, which ended up being confirmed true by multiple vendors who spoke with the two. They they ended up being off duty, so to speak, but they were there kind of taking a look at things and seeing how a convention went and seeing what type of brands were out there and, you know, which exactly was my fear. And that's why I was so critical about them allowing grand grand slam to come in. Okay. So, so my, my, but, but I want to address that before you breathe that I, 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 I have to say this. So let's say the FDA did send some people there and Altria sent some people there. Isn't it highly, highly fucking embarrassing that they have gore there? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, you want the FDA there and Altria there and, oh, we've got war. I mean, that's not embarrassing. To me, that's fucking well, see, embarrassing. That's the thing. I don't, I don't find it to be embarrassing at all. Guar's had an e-liquid out with uh, Mount Baker Vapor since before 8-8-2016. You know, it's, it, I'm sure it's registered because, as you know, Mount Baker Vapor is a large company. I'm sure they're going to handle the registrations properly. So it's like, yeah, while their get-up is alternative – in, a, in an extreme fashion, I wouldn't be embarrassed to have them there at all. They're a legitimate band. They've been around for years. Yeah, they're also they like did, an older... Uh, the Joan Collins they're... show or whatever the hell that was back in the day. But the, <laughs> but they're dressed in monster costumes. <laughs> they're dressed in monster costumes. Well, We're... right, but let's look at it this way. I mean, if the FDA was to have a conversation with them, be like, oh, so you guys have had an e-liquid out since before the deadline. Your, your branding isn't garbage. You're You're fully compliant and registered. Oh, but these guys over here are are stealing a juice, and you guys are the assholes dressed up in monster costumes. So like, you, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, kind but, of that weird point where it's like the guys dressed up like monsters with, you know, twelve foot dicks hanging between their legs are doing it cleaner than Mama-san. So, so, so you don't think they could possibly look at it as? Well, hey, they say they're not trying to attract children, but why the hell are they having a fucking band dressed in uh, monster costumes uh, headline their event, but they're not trying to attract children? Come on. I mean, that looks really bad. No, because I think at the end of the day, they would understand that they're musicians and the era of Tipper Gore going after, you know, explicit lyrics and crazy bands are it's well, well gone. I mean, it's part of the it's part of the mainstream norm now to see shocking images i think if marilyn manson was to debut today he wouldn't have had half of the you know clout or shock value as he had when he did in 1995 what, 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 you know, we kids these days are so used to shock value right what, what, what do you think wayne you've heard my opinion on it and, and you heard matt's opinion of gore being there what, what what is your what is your opinion on it i'm just curious well i i don't know i see gore as more of like an adult i mean they're kind of like an older band and i don't know many teenagers going to see gore so i don't really see that much of an issue but i'm all for calling out gram slam and companies like that i'm not i'm not a big fan of that anymore well and the issue with gore is well just so you understand um and i and i talked about i see the i see the i see the i see what you're saying though i see what you're saying about gore but okay so say you have a uh say a couple a married couple in their mid-50s 
pushing 60 and they want to go to the convention to, you know, look at these products that may help them get off cigarettes. They want to quit smoking. And they walk in and fucking Gwar standing there. You think they're going to be like, oh, this is great. I, <laughs> they're out the fucking door. Yeah, but, uh, they're like, I mean, what kind of crazy place point, is this? Uh, you can point out a hundred companies that I wouldn't, you know what I mean? There's oh, yeah. so well, many companies yes. that they're just targeting the the 20 year old male. You yes. know what I mean? Yes, yes, they are. So, and I, that's just the convention era that we're in. And right. unfortunately, I think it leads into these companies like Grand Slam who can kind of exploit that to the best that they can. And when they have that show presence, it leads more like credence to them. And that's why I think it's it's vital to say, hey, this IP stuff has got to stop. I mean, at least this kind of marketing, if we can all get behind that, which is it should be a simple thing, but Come to find out, it's pretty difficult to really get everyone on board with it, you know? Yeah, but see, now, the next day, let's get to that. The next day, the mom, now, Mamasan is the company that makes Grand Slam. If anybody's wondering, it's from the Mamasan. They make this juice called Graham Slam. It's just like a, a Golden Grams type of flavor. So the next day, they had a close up right. picture of the booth. Okay, I saw a close up. Now, when I saw the close up of the booth and the name and everything, I went, no. Nah. This is not IP infringement. Now, uh, there may be other things they're doing, which most now, for example, they have picture of food on, on 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 their labels. The FDA is not going to allow pictures of food on your boxes or your labels. Mark my words, they are not in any way going to allow food to be on there. So I get that, but now my question is this for you, Matt. So when you saw the next day the close up picture. Did you still have the stance of, yeah, that's still IP infringement, or did you go, okay, well, maybe I, maybe not, maybe even? No, I, it wasn't the first time. I actually, um, back in North Carolina, Vapors Carnival, so funny enough, they, Mama-san was allowed to vend at Vapors Carnival, and the boys from Vapors Carnival did not know that they were bringing Graham Slam. So mm-hmm. when I'm there in North Carolina, I see this, I go up and I have a talk with the booth owner. Number one, when I go to a convention, I'm not one to shy away from having a conversation. That's the only way these things are going to get solved. Mm-hmm. So I walked up to him and I said, you know, like, honestly, what, what are you thinking with this? Like, why do you, why do you have to market this way? Well, you know, kids like your adults like cereal flavors and, you know, I eat cereal every morning for breakfast and I go, yeah, 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 I get that. But why do you, why do you have to directly copy a company? I mean, I'm, you're an original guy, you know, you woke up, you put your outfit together and you know, it looks pretty cool. I'm sure you could come up with an original concept for branding, you know, but the fact is, I mean, it's just sad that people are doing this simply because there's money in shit branding and Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's all boils down to, but yes, I've, I've seen it before that. And I definitely still think it's IP infringement. Okay. Well, that's where we differ. I don't believe for a second it's IP infringement. I think what I, I think what they're trying to do with their advertising, which a lot of companies do, which again, I don't get it, but a lot of companies do this is they're, trying to put out there that this is a graham flavored e-liquid and they're trying to of course let you know that this is like a a golden grams type of cereal but i i don't know i listen i've seen a lot of ip infringement there's a lot of it out there i just didn't get the ip infringement with 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 graham slam i i think i i think it was far enough away from a golden grams where golden grams couldn't do a thing um and I just don't see the IP IP infringement in it. Now, you got mad at Mike because you felt that Mike should have thrown him out and said, you shouldn't be here. We're not going to have this here. 
And Mike. 100%. Yes. Now, Mike came out, which I thought was foolish, and made this big post on Facebook about screw you and I'm not doing that, blah, whatever the (laughs) hell he did, which just brought more attention to it, which was a mistake. But. uh, Well, see, that's the thing that all that happened on a Friday, the Friday night before the convention took place. And we, we seen the booth thanks to, you know, funny enough, accidentally seeing the booth because the boys at Pinnacle CBD, they took a picture of their booth and we could see it in the distance. So we actually, we, we tag Mike on the thread. We get him involved in the conversation, just like, hey, dude, what's going on? Did you know they're going to vend? And he said, you know, let me talk with the guys tonight. Let me see what's going on. Let me handle it this evening. So we thought all was fine and well. You know, that's, the, that's more than we've ever gotten out of Mike before, other than a, hey, fuck you. You know, so the next morning when I woke up, we see this post on Facebook where if any Legion members decide to show up at NVE, then we are going to be escorted by police, and if we cause a scene, then he's pressing charges to the full extent. Like a complete 180 from the night before. Nobody bashed him Friday night. Nobody went after him Friday night. We had a conversation. Well, because at that point, he'd already decided that they weren't going to go anywhere because he felt like they weren't committing IP infringement. And I agree with him. They weren't committing IP infringement. I mean... I, that's, Not just that, but we learned later on, we learned two very important things that are keys to this story. Okay. The first one is, is they have actually vended with him for close to the last three years, which I get. Every event lasts three years. You have a great relationship. You have a great rapport. You know, you want to you support each other, and I understand that. Okay. The second part of that, as this came directly from Mike's mouth, is in his contracts with his booth vendors. He does not have an out clause. If for any reason he would need to remove them, he cannot legally, right. which is insane because every other convention has that clause. Okay. So he could, so yeah, you're right. So he couldn't have removed them. Even if he wanted to, he couldn't have removed them. Correct. Without, without a huge legal battle. Right. So you understood that, right? I mean, you got that. Is that at that point is his hands, but it wasn't just that. It wasn't just this contract thing. I think he really believed from what I saw him say, that they weren't committing IP infringement. He said he had attorneys. I just, I saw and I didn't see the IP infringement. And there's a lot of IP infringement in this industry. You know that. Um, you know, I, for example, I used to sit there and scream all the time about Nilla Vapors. I would say, how the fuck does Nilla Vapors yep. get a pass? you got to be kidding me. They were the worst ever. They've switched their branding since, but you knew their branding before. And and nobody would say a fucking thing about them. Well, why? Because, oh, they were friends with some of the big juice guys, and they're actually really cool guys. No, they're not. They were clearly committing. A- now, to me, Anila Wafers, their first branding, that's a fucking IP infringement. Um, I just yeah. Did- well, they had the they had the actual cookies right on the box. It was everything. I mean, the font, everything. It was a direct fucking copy. It was crazy. And there's and there's and there's a lot of that. But I don't see that. I just didn't see that in, in, in the grand slam. Did you do slam. the side-by-side comparison? Because if you look at the font type, the font type's the same. The color scheme is the exact same. The the marketing they use, they put the cereal right in front of it nine times out of ten in their marketing. Is it on the bottle? I, I actually do think it's still on the bottle, the actual cereal. I'm not sure if it's on the bottle. And you know what? Any cereal shouldn't be on any bottle. <laughs> I mean, we shouldn't have cereal. I fully agree. It's, now, now it's pretty that's close. a whole other topic where, close, you know, though. I, I am a little totalitarian in that aspect where I say food shouldn't be on a label, but then again, the FDA hasn't regulated against it, so who am I to argue that? Right. Now, and, the only time I do argue it is if it's candy or cookies and things like that, like things that were originally marketed towards children or are marketed towards children. 
Well, it yeah, I I I see what you're saying. So okay, so I understand the uh, natural wave expo thing. I, I, I we can move on. That's that was interesting to me. I know you did something on some vape show somewhere else and talked about it on mic on and all that. I just didn't get to hear it, and I really didn't care to hear it. I just wanted to get your understanding of it because. I understand what what you were doing, but then when I saw the actual branding, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I mean, we really got to be careful what we're th- calling IP infringement and what we're not. But here's the next one. This this one is fascinating to me. This one, Matt, is very fast now. Now, Wayne, to, just so you understand, yeah. uh, I don't know if it was a week or two ago. It wasn't too long ago. Um, Matt had posted a picture from a company. I think it's Sad Boy, right? The e-liquid Sad Boy, and yes, it's the company Sad Boy. I don't know if you heard of him, Wayne. But anyway, they have a picture of like a cartoon lemon head on their label. Mm. So Matt made yeah, a post. It's, it's a lemon head with like half of its face is torn off to kind of look like a zombified lemon head. Yes, yes. So Matt, of course, had an issue with this. He posted, you know, this is terrible. You got cartoons on your labels, blah, blah, blah. I'm not disagreeing well, with you, you see, on that is, one. I posted after, I'd say, three months of me talking with some of the main people in that company mm-hmm. about removing the lemon head. Yes. You know, I, I don't just go and attack people. A lot of people think I just jump out there and I want to cause a shit storm. I actually have conversations with these people to begin with. You know, no, no. It's, yeah. It's right. Due process, so to speak. No, I, 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 I know you do. And, so and, and, and you said you had a conversation with them and, and you were, you know, calling them out for having the cartoon. I got it. And listen, it is, there's a cartoon on there and there shouldn't be. I agree with that. I don't disagree with that. Right. But here's what here's what went wrong for me. Somebody went into the thread. I don't know who this guy was, but somebody went in there and they said, well, hey, wait a minute, Matt. They said, what about Bad Drip? Because Bad Drip has cartoons all over their yes. labels, which is true. They do. Now, your Now, your response to that was, well, you know, I'm working with them. So, you know, it's it's OK because, you know, I'm, I'm working with them to help them change, change their labels and, you know, get rid of the cartoons and, you know, make better labels for them. So this guy right. came back to you and he said, well, wait a minute. You know, you have this whole thing where a, a company can rebrand in a week. I mean, so how long you've been working with them? What's going on? What's taking so long? And you pretty much just said, well, listen, I'm working. It, 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 it's a difficult thing because. They're, I guess you said something to the effect of, well, their branding is what sells their juice, so it's going to take a lot longer, and it's just no, more. No, 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 no. What, 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 what were that, you that's saying? That's not what I said. What okay, I so said what were you saying? It's not simply a label rebrand in, in regards to Bad Drip. It's an entire company rebrand. Okay, that's right. That's right. For around four to five years now, maybe even longer. That's right. Um, and it's the a- reason why I work so closely with them is because we're both in New York. They're New York's largest e-liquid manufacturer, um, and... Well, they were the largest distributor. I think they're the second largest now out of New York. But, you know, I've met them personally. I've been to their stores. I, I haven't been to their manufacturing facility yet. But I'm from New York. I live in New York. I want to rep New York. And I want New York to be a clean state. So I felt it was my due diligence to reach out to them and work with them. So so, so how long ago was, was that? How long yes, ago? It's not a label rebrand. It's not like Sad Boy where all they literally have to do is just remove that lemon head and the rest of the label stays, and it's an absolutely stellar label. Bad Drip, literally everything is the bullshit from top to bottom, side to side. And right. I told them this. I tell them this all the time. So The, the only th- reason why I've never called out Bad Drip is because they have yet to release another product than was already existing, whereas Sad Boy, 
We were having the conversations for, I would say, upwards of three months. They released the secondary line, clean branding, clean imaging, absolutely stellar. And then on the heels of the pumpkin war that's going on right now with, like, Hallowed Bean and Rear Different Boosted, they decided to drop a Sad Boy pumpkin cookie with the fucking lemon head on it again. So at that point, it's like, okay, here I am. We're talking. You're telling me that you're ready to make the change. You're ready to be a clean brand because you've already built the following. You've already built what you needed to, the infrastructure, and you're going to change your ways, and then you're going to drop it again and put it on another label. That's why I ultimately called them out. If Badger was to release something that, in all honesty, was, was as terrible as the rest of their stuff, you can bet your ass I'd be all over them. I'm so, all over them anyways. So, so hang on. Let me ask you this. When was the first time you approached Bad Drip? I have been talking with Bad Drip. Actually, it was... I want to say it was Vapor Slam. No, not Vapor Slam in Syracuse three years ago. It was an NVE event, I believe. Foxwoods two years ago. Okay, so about and two years. And my wife had convinced me to go over and talk with them because I was freaking out about their pill bottles. Right. Okay, so 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 it's been about two years. So two years they still have yeah. these cartoon labels. Now, here's my question for you. Why should they be allowed to be on the market for two years selling cartoon labels? Why wouldn't you say to them, you know what, you, you can't be on the market. You can't have this out there. If, if you really feel strongly about cartoons not being on labels and it's bad for us, they shouldn't be on the market. They should have pulled their products off the market, rebranded their entire company if need be, and then be put back on the market, right? I, I I fully agree. And in all honesty, if I had if I owned the company or if I had a vested stake in the company, then I would do everything I could to do for that. As a consumer, I try my damnedest to get them to do that. But when I'm the guy who doesn't sign their paychecks, who doesn't keep the company going, and I'm sitting there screaming in their faces, they have one of two choices. They can either listen and rebrand, which most do. Or they can laugh me off. So sometimes it takes a little bit more of a tactful approach. Oh, understood. But I tried taking that very same tactful approach with Sad Boy, and then their owner just decided to completely shit on it. I, I, I understood. But if this has been going on for two years with Bad Drip, whether they're in New York or not, whether whatever the circumstances, no, the, the first conversation I had with them was two years ago. Right. Right. Two I've years only ago. been honestly working with them in the fashion of actively trying to get them to change their labeling for about three months now. Okay. So Simply because I've been, honestly, dealing with other companies. I haven't been worried about Bad Drip. I've been worried about everything else. Well, you should have been worried about Bad Drip because uh, they had the, the fucking pill bottles, which was a nightmare, and then they had the fucking cartoons after that. And they, they've been a nightmare. Are they marketing. still selling pill bottles? I don't think they do. I, I yeah. Do they? They that, that, No, that, they do. That's insane. I mean that. that I I understand. See, and and this is where it gets. This is where it gets me that's because crazy. you you would you would. I feel like you attacked Sad Boy, but because Bad Drip's a New York company, and I'm kind of like talking to them while they get a pass. Right? They shouldn't get a pass, Matt. They shouldn't get a pass. They're just as bad as Sad I'm Boy. I'm not saying they get a pass. What I'm trying to say is, is if I'm working with them and we're getting somewhere, because you know what? In regards to their specific lemon dead. Mm-hmm. With yes. a little lemon head skeleton guy on it, it's off the market right now. Mm-hmm. It's being rebranded as we speak. No cartoons, no bullshit. Okay. Well, so there there is positive strides being made. So what I'm saying is, is if I'm working with them and positive strides are being made other than just words, 
if I attack them, what do you think that's going to do? Do you think that's going to have a positive influence on the talks? Or do you think that's going to have a negative influence on the talks? Well, I don't think attacking See, anybody is going to You've got to realize that even though, even though on the outside it looks like I just shit on companies, there's a very diplomatic approach that we have to take with certain companies. Because there's, I could hold somebody down and scream in their face, and they're going to do one of two things. They're going to say, okay, I'm sorry. They're going to say, no, fuck you. I'm going to do it worse. And I don't want it to get worse. I want it to get better. Well, understood, but attacking nobody is, is going to get a positive response. <laughs> it's not going to make anything better. But, but anyway, what, it's just that what, what, what I, that's what I saw in that Facebook post. What I saw was you getting on a company for having a cartoon label, but then making an excuse for yep. another one doing it. They're like, well, that's okay. What, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, it's not okay. So I kind of saw hypocrisy there. So, and I'm, I'm kind of leading to something. On the outside looking in, I can agree with you on that. Okay. I can understand where you would see that. And I can understand why it would look like I would be giving them a pass. But I think people need to take into account that there certainly is a diplomatic process that has to be given to some companies. Right. And it's not because I'm friends with them or I'm certainly not on their payroll. It's simply because sometimes in order to catch the big fish, you got to be really patient. you got to nurture it. you got to okay. use the right bait. you got to use the right line. you got to use the right reel. Right. right. And I'm, and I'm sure Wayne agrees with that. So I, ha- mm-hmm. I, I have to ask. Now, now we're getting up to this, this thing now that happened the other day. This this is fascinating yep. to me. So, uh, I heard it. I don't There's know. There's more. Oh yes, Wayne. I oh, think. Wow. I think. Oh yeah, this is the big part. This is a big part. I think Wayne <laughs> heard it. I know I heard it. I'm even going to play a piece of it because I have a piece of it. So, um, Gottlieb spoke the other day on C-SPAN. Oh, yeah. Okay, I, I think everybody saw it. A lot of yep. people saw it. And I noticed shortly after that that you put up a post of either choose flavors or ban online sales. So. Yep. From what it looked like to me, what you got out of what Gottlieb said, the whole conversation, the whole interview is what you got out of it is he came out and he said, okay, it's either online sales or flavors. One of them's got to go. Is that what you got out of what he no, said? No, because that's not certainly what he said at all. What no. he said was that the agency is taking a very close look at what would the feasibility be and what would happen in the long term if they took away online sales. You know, very much like regular tobacco products. Now I get it. Some states you can still buy cigarettes. Some states you can buy alcohol online. But there's a lot of safeguards put into place that there just aren't on e-liquid companies. And the sad part is, is we could put those regulations into place. However, 95% of these online retailers aren't going to listen to them. All right. So, and then, you know, we know, we've known that he's looking at banning flavors as a, a way to combat this youth epidemic and i'm i'm using air quotes that nobody can see right now we all know that's bullshit i'm not i, I agree that it's bullshit 100 percent. there is no youth epidemic however there is the perception and that's what a lot of people need to understand right now is it's not about statistics you know funny enough everybody wants to post how many smokers die annually and how many smokers have been converted to vaping and you know the 95 percent. and i was the one of those people for a very long time until I sat back and I looked at it and I said, you know what? They could give two shits about the science of the United States. They care about the perception. Right. So now, the perception to them is that there is a youth epidemic because we do see kids in high school with jewels. We do see battery explosion stories out of kids, people underneath the age of 18. You know, they're, they, kids are getting their hands on this just like they get their hands on beer and cigarettes. But, but, but let me ask well, you I that. I, I know that we don't have the money that beer and cigarettes have to combat these things legislatively or, you know, with lobbying firms. So what would be our easiest course of action to cut that bleeding and stop that bleeding? 
Well, 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 let me ask you this. I mean, the post was literal. You have a choice. Well, yeah, it was. If you had to choose, would you choose online or would you choose banning flavors? Right, but but that's not the choice we're faced with right now. He discussed those things equally, and whether it would it's something that they would look into and consider. Besides an outright but, ban, what else is on the table in terms of options to combat the youth epidemic? Oh my God! Okay, wait, he spoke that, on two options on the table. What else do you see that could be done? Well, I'll tell you. For example, we had a teenager on at the beginning of the show. And she explained to us exactly where okay. kids were getting them. Her number one answer was 18-year-olds were buying them. Because here in Connecticut, you have to be 18. Right. They go to the so, gas station. That's they right. They buy them. What, they, they, they get their se- them. They make a little scratch in their pocket. Seniors are Understood. 18. I hustled in high school. Right. Se- seniors are 18. So, you know, they they're, they're, that's the number one way of getting them in. Uh, the, the other thing she discussed was obviously convenience stores. They go to convenience stores. They can buy them there because a lot of convenience stores honestly don't care. And uh, some of it, she said the 18-year-olds get them online. The, the, the kids under 18 don't get them online because they, quite frankly, can't. They don't have debit cards or credit cards to buy oh, anything online because they don't have a way to do it. No, but they don't have a credit card. What's to stop them from going to grab mommy and daddy's credit card out of their wallet or purse and clicking the I'm 18 button? You want to know, you know why? the same way they get on Pornhub and RedTube. Yeah, but you want to know why, Matt? Because they don't have to. Because there's always a convenience store or some sort of store or somebody that will get it for them or sell it to them. That's why. It's that simple. I mean, there's. It's just I too easy to get. That. It's too easy to get. So, so anyway, so so you know, you you had made that post, and then you had mentioned somewhere. Uh, I'm, now I'm, wait a second. Hold on. Let's let's rewind to that for a second because okay. I can't agree with that whatsoever. If you if a teenager, you know, let's say, let's let's talk about underage for a second. It's mm-hmm. seventeen years old. Yes. Say a seventeen year old goes to walk into a gas station to try and buy a jewel. Yes. Clearly. You have a greater chance of the person behind the counter, a physical human being, IDing or carding. Whereas if they just go to, say, let's say jewelmonster.com, which is a hot topic of discussion right now, mm-hmm. and they click that I'm 18 button, and they have, they have, a, they could have a bank account of their own even at the age of 17, you know, and they go on with a debit card and they purchase a jewel, and it shows up at their door because there's no, there's no true age verification, there's no paying for a signature or you know, requiring a signature at the door upon delivery. There is. You could have so that I def- done. I definitely think that I, I, th- I definitely think that online is worse than convenience stores at the moment. But but the thing is, is is is, is number one. You know, I understand what you're saying. A lot of kids don't. There, can you have a, a bank account at 17? Sure, you can. You can have a debit card at 17 too. It, if you can, but obviously, a lot of kids, at least yeah. from what you say, a lot of kids don't. And and I understand that you're saying could 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 they find a website to go to and buy this stuff? Sure, they could. Absolutely, they could. Uh, there is age uh, having to sign, but most companies aren't going to use that because of the cost. It's very expensive. I understand. It's very. I'd love to see a vape company that actually did that. It's very. I've never ex- come across. No. That. Well, it's it's very expensive. It costs a lot of money to to, to do something like that. And 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 I and I understand, but anyway, I I don't want to get off. I I really want to get on this because and this all ties in together. So during this whole thing, you had mentioned that you felt like um, the best thing to do right now would be to ban online sales, ban vape products being sold in convenience stores, and only have them sold in vape shops. Am I wrong? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Right, and I'll stick by that till the day I die. Right, so <laughs> I, I am now what I consider to be a vaping purist. Okay, so 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 I have so many questions to that. So no, here's my first question. My first question is, 
My opinion on this, and I think it might be Wayne's as well, he can speak for himself if he likes, and others, is that the more access smokers have to vape products, the better chance they have of getting off cigarettes. There's one thing I never okay, understood. Well, there's one thing I never understood. And explain it to me, Mac, because maybe I don't get it. Because I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Like, for example, um, you have smoke shops. Okay, there's a lot of smoke shops around here that will sell vape products. I think it's wonderful yep. that a smoker can walk in, and you know what? He may look at that vape stuff 50 times when he goes in to buy his pack of cigarettes every day. But one of those times, he may stop and say, you know what? fuck it, I'm going to try that thing. You know, I know I got to quit smoking. I'll give that fucking thing a try. And he'll end up trying vaping because there is a product there for him to purchase, which is now going to get him off the cigarettes. Hope he keep him off cigarettes. More access, the better. I think if we could have him in grocery stores, gas stations, uh, beauty supplies, hair, everywhere, fucking everywhere, the more access and the more available they are, the better chance we have of a smoker seeing one and saying, I'm going to try it and getting off cigarettes. Do you agree with that or do you disagree with that? I, d- I disagree with that. I think it's uh, I think there's two points that I disagree with that on. Okay. A, the very blatant and obvious one. Um, how many times when you were a kid did you go into the convenience store with your mom to get a gallon of milk, a few gallons of gas, maybe some ice cream? Sure. You know, I definitely think that it, it, there's a greater risk of a kid walking into a convenience store and being influenced by the cigarette packaging or, you know, by – e-liquid or jewels or anything i know a kid hears about a jewel in school and they maybe they see their friends with one and then they see it in their local 7-eleven they're like oh shit i can get that here you know now in terms of what you said with the smoker do i don't agree with that simply because of this and i i put up a very shock value-esque post one day mm-hmm. and i said sending a smoker to a convenience store to buy a vapor product is is very much the same as sending a uh an addict to a heroin dealer to get their Suboxone. And what I meant by that, and I know it's very extreme, I get that. What I meant by that is very simple. When I quit smoking, I quit smoking, funny enough, with a Mark 10 from a gas station. Mm -hmm. So I walk in, and I see them, and I think they're all bullshit. I think it's just a ploy. You know, they're big tobacco owned, and they're junk, and they're just trying to, you know, try and stay on the market, whatever. So I buy one, and, you know, it dies the next week. So I said, okay, i got to go back to the store and buy another one. Right next to that is my, my favorite cigarettes of all time, the Marlboro Smooths. You know, that sweet peppermint taste. God, yeah. did I miss that that first week. You know, and the second I literally saw them next to the Mark 10, I got that taste in my mouth. You know, that taste of the tobacco with the menthol taste. Man, I want that. You know what I did? I bought a pack of cigarettes. I think we have a greater chance of smokers relapsing even though they're trying the products if they see cigarettes next to the vaping devices now if they walk into a vape shop where it is specifically tailored and you know what there is multiple i'll I'll preface this with this there is multiple systems that would have to be put into place in terms of education to vape shops um products offered by vape shops and they're all things that are stupidly simple easy to implement they walk into a, a niche shop a vape shop specifically tailored to converting the smoker, walking along with them during their transition until the final stage where they either settle into a nice three milligram with a cell phone tank, or they stay on 12 milligram with a mouth to lung device, or they ultimately go down to zero milligram and they finally quit. From start to finish, vape shops can educate. They can walk them through it properly with education 
they can ensure that there are no youth sales and they can handle it. That's the way I see it. Okay. Yeah, but the the problem with that though is that they should be doing that where already. You're at in terms of vaping. Wait, I, what'd you say, Wayne? Go ahead. Well, I, I just think the problem with that is that shops should already be doing that. And you know, if we're gonna be honest, most vape shops suck. Well, it, you it, know, it, there's a lot of vape shops that no, offer barely correct. anything. Most vape shops do shop. There's a lot of vape shops that but don't care. But you also have to look at the outside environmental influences. Distros sending out shitty friggin' e-liquid. You know, you got the candy king on the shelf just because it's got a shitty label and it sells really well. I think there's a whole culture. Our whole culture has disenfranchised us from that very first concept of what vaping was, and that's to convert the smoker. We've lost sight of that. Everybody just wants to make money now. It's not that we lost sight of that. What happened was the West Coast, preferably California, started this whole fucking bullshit marketing campaign where they defined what vaping was. And it was these these cool uh, candy flavors, dude. Let's make these candy flavors and let's dump fucking sucralose in it. And that's another problem that I don't know why nobody's addressing. I was diagnosed with asthma for years because of fucking sucralose. Just to find out that it was this goddamn sweetener they were putting in e-liquid that was making me sick. It makes other people sick. Interesting. The, I didn't know you could actually have asthma from sucralose. The, yeah, the well, you can't. I, I it was the sucralose. I didn't get. I didn't know that. My, my what happened was my doctor diagnosed me with asthma because I was having wheezing, I was having coughing, I was having problems breathing, and I'm thinking, how the fuck do I have asthma? I'm like in my 40s. That's not. He says, well, it just happens sometimes. So then when I stopped using e-liquids with sweetener inside them, sucralose and whatever the bullshit sweeteners they used, all of a sudden my asthma disappeared well gee i figured it wasn't fucking asthma it was the fucking sweetener that that was killing me other people have had this reaction and let me tell you something matt juice companies know i've been told face to face by some of the biggest fucking juice companies around in this industry they know sweetener is bad they know it but they don't care they oh, they absolutely know it. But and, what sells right now? A three percent flavoring base with fucking eight or seventeen percent sucralose, or you know, super sweet. But it's wrong. God, people love super it's, sweet. It, it, it's it's absolutely wrong. You know, I look at it like this. Okay, people for some reason in our country seem to praise Coca Cola like there's some great fucking company. Coca Cola is not a great company. They put out a product that fucking harms people. It's terrible. McDonald's is a terrible no, company. Look at, that's ninety five percent of our food market right now. What, what, I mean, so, that's they pump sugar full of shit into everything. Okay, so and you're right. Back when I started vaping years and years and years and years ago, they weren't putting fucking sweetener and juice. You had your basic flavors. You had your PG, your VG. In fact, it was the opposite. It wasn't seventy VG, thirty PG. It was more like seventy PG. Once in a while, we get some of that sweet, sweet diacetyl in there. Oh, well, and, and, and you know, that's another thing, too. That's crazy. Hey, I love my diacetyl. That's, a, a, that's, a, that's another thing, too. So so it wasn't just a sweetener. You know, we years ago, as you know, Wayne, Russ tackled the diacetyl being put in e-liquid and went after companies that were doing it, and it did clean up the industry for a while. They're right back to throwing that shit in there again. Mm-hmm. There's AP in there. There's diacetyl in there. There's sweetener in there. That's a major problem, and they're putting all this shit in there. Because you're right. It tastes really damn good. And you know what? Who cares if it's harming people? Fuck them. We're making a shit ton of money. Who gives a fuck? That's a problem. Right. You don't think, do you think that that's a problem? That is a problem. I think that's bigger than a lot of the other shit that's going on. Because they're, they're. Well, I mean, if, if, because uh, I'm going to take a somewhat of a libertarian approach here. <laughs> okay. We are all adults and we can, 
consume what we'd like. You know what I mean? It's a lot of yep. people vape not to not to not smoke. Yes. A lot of people vape because they enjoy it, and they should. If they're an adult, they should be able to do it. Sure. You know? And you know yeah, what? Yeah, but I don't. I don't think we should be inducing diabetes because of it. And and I, and I suggested a year ago, Wayne. On my, I did it on many podcasts. I suggested a year ago. I said when I found out this happened to me, I said all I want is companies to put on their ingredients that it contains sweetener or no, I know, agree. some sort of sucralose. I agree. And I said that's all I want. So that way, for someone like me. I know that I can't vape it because it has sucralose or sweetener in it, and it's not good for me. And the the industry went nuts on me. Fuck you. Well, I got you emails about, like, like, how dare you? I, the industry attacked me like, how fucking dare you even suggest that? I'm like, why? What's so fucking wrong with that? I was a terrible person for suggesting that. And that's kind of the my what I don't understand about what's going on in the industry because it seems like Gottlieb is just asking us to do something. We still haven't have like a standard on labeling. We still don't have any testing done. There's still just like basic things an industry needs to do that the industry just doesn't right. do. But we may not have a standard on labeling, but you got to take a look at everything that Gottlieb has said. You know, that's the bullshit that nobody wants to pay attention to right now. Take a look at the May 1st letters and take a look at what he, you know, what after specifically. Cosmic Fog's whipped cream bottle, you know, because it was shaped like a whipped cream bottle. So that tells us right there, he doesn't like shit that looks like food on a label. You yeah, know, and agreed. how many times did he go after Candy King in the recent batch of warning letters? 13 out of 15. Now, granted, he went after the retailers this time, but it was because they sold Candy King because of the misbranded labels. So, I mean, they're also telling us we don't want candy on the label. We don't want cereal on the label. It's, it's not rocket science. It's common sense to see what they want for label requirements. They just can't come out and say that. You know, they're not going yeah. to. And I actually – somebody just beat this into my head the other night because – uh, somebody from VT actually beat this in my head the other night because I asked them why haven't hasn't the FDA come out with a, a label requirement stage, and it's simply they won't. They they want to give us that opportunity to figure it out ourselves, just like they have every other industry in this world, pharma, and food, and all those. It's not hard to understand what's going to appeal to a child or a teenager whatsoever. It doesn't take yeah. a marketing genius to know that. If you put cereal on a friggin' bottle label, kids are going to find it appealing. Maybe not all kids, but kids who like that cereal, if they see that e-liquid, they may find it appealing. If they have no idea what e-liquid is, they're going to potentially, potentially drink it. You know, it's... Mm. But 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 the way the market. I'm sorry, Wayne. It's just I I hear that argument all the fucking time, and it drives me nuts. But 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 what's happened? But it's... that these 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 guys, these companies, need to have their hands held like five year old toddlers. Oh, they didn't tell me what to do. You know what to do. It's common sense. But the companies. But they don't. They don't know what to do. These companies are dumb. A lot of these companies just don't care. And there needs to be. I I personally believe there just needs to be some sort of. There's no. There has been no action at all in an industry-wide area. Yeah, but but see that. Okay, just so you understand. So. that what 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 I this is an old this is an old argument this is an argument we've been having for three years and there has been zero steps taken towards remedying anything. Well, no, because the problem is is a lot of these labels that just for example I've been saying it forever anything with food on it is not going to be allowed. I see it everywhere. I see all these label companies with the pictures of food on their fucking bottles. 
the FDA made very clear when they went after Candy King. You can hate Candy King all you want, but Candy King made very clear the biggest problem the FDA had was with pictures of food. They do not want pictures of food. Why is the industry not listening and saying, oh, shit, we need, you know, you want to go after somebody, Matt, go after these fucking companies that have pictures of food on their bottles because the FDA has a problem with that, and they're still doing it, and they're not listening, and, that, and that's an issue. I mean, it's not just a child appealing. That is, that's a problem. Don't get me wrong. It's a big problem. But just simple pictures of food on e-liquid is a fucking problem. And it's not just now, in this day and age of e-liquid, it's not just that it has to look tasty. It has to be sweet. You have to dump the fucking sucralose in. It has to dump the diacetyl. Who cares if it's harmful? We want it to look sweet, taste sweet. We want someone to act like, you know, the industry's fucked. This, this can't go on. And obviously, stuff like that, candies, desserts, are going to be appealing to children. Unfortunately, yes, we all like desserts and candies, but they're going to be appealing. I don't believe the FDA is even going to allow fucking candy flavors, dessert flavors. I think they're going to be very strict on even what type of flavors they're going to allow. And, and what now, do, you see, that's well, exactly I think, I think at this point, I've maybe. Been too, and I've been skewered for it recently. I think it, uh, there, there could be. And I'm going to say this, and I know my inbox is going to fill up with some bullshit hate mail. There could be sensible flavor bans. Yes. If they're going to ban any flavors, take the cereals, take the candies, and get them the fuck out. Yes. Leave desserts, tobaccos, menthols, fruits. You know, we don't need – if we have to lose something, let's, let's cut one arm off instead of all four limbs. Yeah, and, and you know what? I, 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 I hear what you're saying, and – I think you're right. I think they're definitely going to – candy, I don't see candy surviving. I just don't. I don't see I don't, it. I mean, no, I don't see anything You know, when, 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 Dick, when, when Dick Durbin says – Dick Durbin not too long ago, I, I'm not a fan of his at all. But when he said, tell me why you need a gummy bear e-liquid to keep off cigarettes, I'm listening. If you try to explain to him why we need gummy bear e-liquid to stay off cigarettes, I don't care what you say. You're going to sound like a fucking idiot. Because we don't need gummy bear e-liquid to stay off cigarettes. I mean, he makes a good point. You you can't win that. There's just no way. Um, but I don't, I don't think you can say that for any flavor. Well, not for any point. flavor, no. But, I mean, it's uh, certainly – listen. Because that opens up a pretty dangerous, you know, rhetoric. No, no, I, yes. Flavor I, is just so – it's so – you know, the, the, it's just so broad. You got to give a little to get a little, and that's the same for everything in life. You're not going to win 100% of the time, and if you got to give a little bit, you got to give a little bit. Now, now, hang on. I, and I, I don't want to keep Matt all night. But, but I don't I, – I personally think because when these PMTAs come, I just don't think anything's going to get through. I don't no. think they're going to allow any anything that has any sort of sweetness no. in it. I, I, no, yeah. Oh, sweeteners are done. There, there's no way they're going to when, – when they figure out sweeteners – Or just anything sweet. Yeah, you no. Know? Sweeteners are gone. There's no way they're going to allow that. It's not necessary. It's not needed. Um, they're going to figure that out, and they're going to they, – they, they, I'm sure at some point they're going to – I just don't see the FDA sitting down and going, okay, what about ice cream sandwiches? What about ice cream sundaes? Yeah, yeah, no. What about no. ice cream oh, with no, banana? No, no. What They're, about ice right. creams with chocolate? No. It's just not going to happen. No. They're going to go, They're gonna wipe no, it all no out. sweet. Specific flavors. Think of it in terms of categories. Well, yes, there's going to be categories. You're right. They're going to say no candies, no uh, ice creams, no uh, any, anything like that. Could I even think desserts. I don't believe they're even going to allow desserts because desserts could be appealing to kids. So with, then what's which, left? Uh, not a lot. <laughs> there's really not fruit, a lot. Fruit, tobacco, yeah, fruits. Menthol. Tobaccos, menthols, drinks, you know, like uh, fruit, you know, fruit, fruit drinks or, you know, coffee, shit like that. 
that there's not going to be a whole lot. You're right. There's not going to be a whole lot left. Um, yeah. if, 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 if that's the route they take and I, and I don't believe Gottlieb wants to do that. I don't believe for a second he wants to do that, but I, I have he to, doesn't, bring... I, I don't think he wants to either, but there's been zero steps taken in the three years. He's been screaming at the industry saying, look at what your industry is doing. You have no standards put in place. You have no labeling to put in place. You all, you barely have a lobbyist arm put in place. There's just no steps being taken. There's no money being pooled. There's no central area that he can actually point a finger to. There's nothing done. Like pharmaceuticals, nutraceuticals, food, they all can kind of rally around and come up with their own requirements to propose to the FDA. And the FDA says, you know, yeah, hey, that'll work. You know, they're not going to literally hold our hand through this process. If we want to become a legitimized industry, we need to do some fucking work ourselves. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I have to, I, because I, I don't want to keep Matt on. I know he's busy. I, I, I have to bring this up. So, he, anyway, he was mentioning. Uh, there was another post you made the other day. Very fascinating. You were, we were talking about. Someone was talking about the, uh, the stores that were fined. There was about thirteen hundred stores that were fined by the FDA. Mm. Now, out of those thirteen hundred stores, okay, one percent of them were online. One percent. So that's about. 13, 13 online shops out of all the shops I got fined. Now, you were discussing this in Facebook somewhere, Matt, and you had mentioned that, well, number one, you said it was 130 online businesses, but I just think your math was wrong. I think you did the wrong math. You really meant to say 13, not 130 That math was businesses. something somebody else did. Yes. Um, so, so that's fine. Real, realistically, yeah, it's, it right. was the math somebody else did that made sense to me at the time. I. But but uh, you, after he told me that the math was wrong, I was like, "Yeah, fuck it, the point still stands." But 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 you did say something. You said that there was uh, thirteen hundred stores that were fined out of about a hundred and sixty thousand. Where are you getting that hundred and sixty something thousand from? Because the FDA never announced how many stores they went after. I'm just trying to understand where that number's coming up from. Because what the gentleman did in the post who did the, that actual math is he took a look at not only – he didn't just look at the study that was done or the warning letters that were sent out. Study, I'm sorry. He didn't take a look at just the warning letters that were sent out. He looked at how many convenience stores there are in the USA today. He took a look at how many vape shops there were in the USA today. And using the same mathematical equation they used with the reports and with the warning letters, put that into practical use with total quantity and found that – in hindsight, convenience stores actually got warned more than vape shops. Right, but that would only be if they went to all those all those stores, and they didn't. That would only equate— Right, I mean, right. a lot of people just look at what's right in front of them. They don't want to look at the global view of things. Yeah, but, I mean, he came to the assumption that, okay, they went to 160,000. They didn't. He just assumed they did, that they went to every—and and number two, so to understand something— the FDA, so you know, and everybody knows, they don't have a real idea of how many vape shops there are, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you exactly why. Let's say the FDA wants to find out how many vape shops are in Connecticut. Now, you think they're going to sit there and Google or go, no, they don't do that. They're going to go straight to the state of Connecticut, and I'll tell you why. Because in the state of Connecticut, you have to have a permit. It's an ENDS permit, Electronic Nicotine Delivery System Correct, permit. Correct, which I think yes, is something we to, should have federally. Yes, to sell, to sell e-cigarettes. Now, here's the reality. When Connecticut made this permit, like two or three years ago, you had to have this permit, they did also make clear, which I thought was insane, but they also made clear that there's going to be no enforcement agency created to enforce these permits. So the reality is, is probably about 
15%, if that, of all vape shops in Connecticut actually have this permit, and the rest never got it because they know it's not going to be enforced and don't give a fuck. So when the FDA goes to the state to get the numbers of how many vape shops there are here, they're not getting an accurate number because they're only giving them a number of the ones that actually have permits. So they're missing out on 80% of the fucking vape shops that are really here that they don't know are here because they can't get that data because they haven't gotten the permits because they don't care to because the state's not going to do anything. You see what I'm saying? So how many other states is that happening? So they're not getting an accurate number of vape shops, number one, um, which is a shame, but they're not. But out of... But my point is, is out of those 1,300 stores, we don't know how many stores they went to. It seemed like to me you just kind of came, or you or whoever this person was, came up with an assumption of, well, let's just assume 160,000. And that's crazy. You can't make that assumption because we don't, we don't know. Those numbers don't exist you're putting together because they didn't go to 160,000, which brings me to assumption. I have to mention this to you, Matt. I don't know how long you've known me or listened to me, but a few years ago... I had Russ on my, I do shows. I don't know if you remember Russ or not. Uh, Russ did a podcast for many, many years. And I'll never, and and I'm telling you this story because I think you need to hear it. And I hope that it helps because it helped me. Not in the beginning, but it did after. So Russ sat me down many, many years ago. And he used to listen to my podcast and I listened to his podcast. And he said to me one day, he said, Kevin, he said, I'm not trying to be a dick. Okay. He said, I'm just trying to be honest with you. You make a lot of assumptions, and when you make assumptions and state them as facts, you look bad. So he says, I'm not trying to be, I'm just trying to help you. You really need, if you want to say attack a company or attack somebody or have a debate with somebody, no matter what it is, have a discussion with somebody, you really should have facts. Because if you're going to base facts off assumptions, it's not going to turn out well for you, and you just look bad. It's just not good. So of course, my first response to this Russ saying this, which I didn't tell him at the time, I left and I was like, oh, fuck him. What a prick. You dick tell me I make assumptions. Fuck that asshole, right? Fuck him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <coughs> so then I started listening back to some of my podcast and started looking at some of my posts in certain places, you know, here and there. And I looked at it and I said, motherfucker, he's right. I'm taking things that I'm assuming are facts and stating them as facts. He's absolutely right. And at that point in my life, I decided... I'm going to change. I am no longer ever going to make an assumption and state it as a fact. And I have to have facts if I'm going to state something as a fact and not just make assumptions. And I still to this day in my life think about that and and use that and always make sure I'm stating facts and not assumptions. I see some of your posts and others as well in the group that you're involved in, the the Vaping uh, Legion people. I see assumptions thrown around that are stated as facts. And the problem with that is if you guys want I, – listen, I think what you guys are doing is fine. You, you're trying to straighten the industry. You want to – I get it. But if you really want to be taken seriously and get really ahead, just make sure you have your facts. You never want to take an assumption and state it as a fact because if you want people to take you seriously and say these guys really mean business, you got to throw facts at them. And sometimes I see assumptions being put out there as facts. You understand what I'm saying? And it, it, will, it will help your cause 
if you just make sure— I do understand what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? So if you just make sure there's facts out there, the, nobody can can argue— if you have the facts and the truth and, and these are the, this is it, you, you're always going to win. If you're throwing assumptions out, people will see that and go, oh, this guy's assuming this and assuming that, and that's not good. I mean, people are just—it's going to turn people off. They're not going to take it as seriously. That's a message I wanted to get out to you, and I'm saying it to you because I like you, and I think you really do want to do well, and that's going to help your cause. It really will, to put straight facts out there. Does that All help? Right, and I'll, I'll, leave, I'll <laughs> leave my reply to this as kind of my, my, closing, okay. my closing statements for the evening. Okay. All right. And you know what? That, that very same sentiment's been brought to me actually more than once, more than twice, probably more than five times. What we do isn't based on our assumptions. We, we take a look at everything that goes on within the industry, within other industries that are regulated by the FDA. When new guidance comes out, we pour over it in team meetings, and we sit there and we dissect it. You know, a lot of people don't know, but we have a lawyer on our team. We have doctors and nurses on our team, people who you'll never see on the light of day in social media that sit with us and go through this guidance. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we use something that's been lost for a very long time and i like to call that common sense and we we dissect these things and we take a look and because like i said before the fda is not going to hold our hand and tell us what they want us to do they're not going to write out a rule list for us you know that's up to us to figure out how to be responsible with what we want to do i mean we scream so loudly that we're saving lives and we're converting smokers but i truthfully think that we've gotten away from that so we take a look at what the responsible thing would be to do, and we take it the little bit of guidance the FDA gives us, and we take that opinion, and we, we base it on, I will say, we base it on facts, and we turn it into facts, simply because, like I said, the FDA is not going to tell us what to do. We have to figure out for ourselves what we have to do. So we're literally given the industry a very, now a lot of people say it's biased, but it's very non-biased, critical review of what the FDA is telling us and what we need to do. You and I can agree that candy doesn't belong on the label. Right. We can agree that we need to lessen the amount of sugar in our e-liquid. And you can agree that we need to adopt better business practices when it comes to ensuring that youth don't get their hands on our products. But what has a single company in this industry done to do that? All they've done is sat there and said, well, we're not going to do a thing until the FDA tells us we have to do a thing. Well, then we're going to get nowhere but shut down. So we're not assuming we know what we're talking about. We know we know what we're talking about because we listen where other people just stick their fingers in their ear and scream, la, 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 la. I, I understand. It's not but... hard. It's not hard to understand FDA and what they're saying to us. I, I, and if I, you look at the other industries, it's the same exact shit they went through. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. But like, like I said before, when I saw that post discussing the fines and someone said they went to 160,000 shops, that's just, a, that's just not true. That, that, that was a pure assumption made up. And then no, it made, and I'll agree. They probably didn't. Yeah. And like the, I said, I believe the, that 160,000 number was somebody Googling how many convenience stores are there in the U.S. Right. But, 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 but then it makes me say, oh, geez, now I can't take this guy credible because now he's just making assumptions. And you're, no, you're and right. I, and you're I, don't right. Want to, I shouldn't I, have shared that without actually yeah. – Reviewing the map and, you know and you what? I, know, I, I, having a conversation with a guy. I, I shared I, that because at the time when I looked at it at a quick glance, I go, holy fuck, this guy just did work. It makes sense. 
and it's going to shut this argument down. And, 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 You're right. And I, I jumped the gun on that one, and I'll take full blame for that. And, and I don't want to do that. I, I, I want to be able to see it and go, wow, you know? I mean, listen, in the future, there's going to be some things that we agree on. There's going to be some things we don't agree on. That's just that's just the way uh, life is, the way uh, the way wife works. I mean, listen, you, you think that vape shop should only sell e-cigarettes? I think that's crazy. I think that convenience stores, I think every store in the fucking planet should sell them because the more they're out there, the better. We can agree to disagree. That's fine. I, I, just, I think every store in the world should sell cherry slushies because it's my favorite drink. Yeah. <laughs> but it probably won't happen or make sense to happen. But uh, you know, I I just I just want to I just wanted to put that out because I do think that that is important, and I and I think you guys will get a lot further on your journey just to make sure you got all facts out there, so that that can't be argued at all. That can't be you know it just helps your cause. So I've had you on way too long. I apologize. I want to thank. Nah, it's not a big deal, man. I'm used to this at this hour. I want to thank you for coming <laughs> on. I do appreciate it. And again, out of the yeah. eight or nine years I've been doing this podcast, there's not many people that are actually say I'm going to call in and 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 know that we may have a disagreement on something, but end up calling in and and you did. So I I I, I give you credit for that again for coming on. I appreciate it, and. Uh, you know, we'll just keep going and see what happens. Listen, I want this industry to stay as much as you do. I work in it as well, Matt. I, we, I don't want it to go anywhere. And, I know, and, right? It's, and I hope no, it does. I mean, I appreciate you having me on. I know we kind of got a little heated on Facebook with each other, but. Oh, no, that's you know, fine. It's just, we're two very strongly opinionated people. And, yes. And that, no, it is nice to have proper debates. It is nice to have a good conversation, a solid conversation. Whereas a lot of people just don't want to listen to reason and logic and you know discuss things anymore. Right, right, absolutely, and it's great to do, and it's great to, for people to hear, and it's great for us to do. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate absolutely. it. Anytime you need me on again, just let me know. At, excellent, that is excellent. I will talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Good Have a great you, night. Man. Have a great night, Wayne. Yep. All right, excellent. This is going on way too long, but I had to do that, Wayne. <laughs> we to, got a lot done. I see these things. Okay, so yeah, we just got to finish up here real quick. Quick things. Uh, Bill Cosby's in jail. That's amazing. Awesome. That's amazing to me that Bill Cosby is in jail. Why this guy? Okay, I don't get it. Why? And here's here's the crazy thing. You probably don't know this. When he went to court that day, and they they decided what his fate was going to be, or you know what his sentence was going to be, or what what you know guilty, whatever the fuck it is. When he went to court the other day, before they put him in jail, nobody from his family was there. Nobody. <laughs> not his wife, not his kids, aunts, uncles. Nobody was there sitting on the side of Bill Cosby, there for Bill Cosby. That I find interesting. Like, not even his wife. Like, you think his wife would be there. No, nope, nobody was there. Um, I really, really thought that he was just going to take off. I really thought that he knew I'm fucked. Listen, he's 85 years old. He's got billions of dollars he could have hopped on a fucking jet flown to costa rica lived the rest of his rest of his life out they were going to go crazy looking for bill cosby he's 85 years old and blind <laughs> anyway and he could have probably just lived on an island until his death yet he chose for some bizarre reason to go there and get locked up so either he thought he thought was insane and just thought there's no way they're gonna lock me up. i don't know what he thought that's just crazy to me i think he's i think I definitely think he's guilty. He knows he's guilty. Oh, yeah. I think he feels guilty. He's like, let me do my time. He'll probably serve a year. They'll get him out. You know, it's his first time in there. He's a celebrity. He's got money. 
and then he's out in a year and then he's just going to go and he's going to die in another year on an island somewhere and that's going to be his life. I, you know? I do agree. I, I know they say he's supposed to do at least three years. I don't see that happening. I think maybe after a year, year and a half tops, they're going to say, you know what, he's in such poor health just to fucking send him yeah. home. You know, and, and, yeah. you know, I heard too, like a lot of people that have been getting sentenced in the, in the last year or so, they get these sentences, but when they actually go to these jails, they're just so overpopulated and there's just so many people going through the system that they get out a lot earlier than they than yeah. they say they are. And it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But yeah, that, that was just nuts to me. I just I, I swore they were gonna say that morning Bill Cosby never showed up for court, which I was gonna be like, I told you so. <laughs> I just I can't believe it. I mean but I, I I think he knows he did it, but I don't know, maybe he just thought he was so so arrogant or so had it that he just thought that they're not going to send me to jail. I mean, they're just not going to, I don't know. Well, maybe because he was pretty much, he was laughing at a lot of the trials. Remember? Yeah. He was, he was, he was, he was, he was laughing on the way into court the other day. And then he was doing that. just didn't think. And then he was like doing wacky shit. Like here, hang on. This is him walking into court like three or four months ago. He's doing Fat Albert. I mean, he seemed to have fun with that. I mean, he just, it was crazy. So, yeah, I just think he was so above the law, like, he just didn't think it was going to happen, you know, and and, and it yeah. did. And uh, it's just shocking to me. I can't believe Bill, Mr. Fucking, you have to understand, for people that don't get it, in the 80s and the 90s, you know, he would sit there and put down other comics. How dare you use foul language? You don't need to use that kind of language to to be funny and do he was so critical of everybody else and what the fuck they were doing it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy it really couldn't have uh yeah i got married wayne got married what was the date you got married what was the date august what so september September. 8th okay yeah you got married september 8th i got married october 31st or august august 31st um how long were you with your girl before you married her Ten years. Yeah, mine too. Ten years. I was with Jamie ten years. We met ten years ago. We finally got married. Um, yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know about your wedding. I, I I had fun at my wedding. I didn't think I would, and I did. It was actually fun. Cisco came, and Russ. I saw Russ. I haven't seen Russ in forever. Russ came. Um, Jay came. Uh, Zofie. Zofie vapes came. Uh, that was fun. Uh, we, oh, nice. Yeah, we had. Uh, we had a lot of fun. I mean, it was. I I had a lot of fun. I partied, I drank, I had a good time. It was, you know, we got married where we had the reception. We got married outside, then we just, where everything happened was all in one spot. So we didn't have to, like, you know, go here. Yeah, ours too. Yeah, you know, it, it try to make it as cost efficient as possible, which it, it was nice. It was really nice. Uh, we didn't really go on a honeymoon because I have a business to run and I can't. We did take like a little mini 24-hour honeymoon. We went to uh, MGM, That's in, good. MGM in Springfield. They just opened up a casino there. And, uh, yeah, we know. went to Italy. I needed a, I haven't taken yeah. a vacation in a while. Yeah. That so was we were nice. like, we'll take a whole week off. And that was much needed. That's wonderful. Yeah. Someday, uh, I'll be able to do that. But right now my business, I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't leave for a week. I mean, my business would go out of business. I have to, you know, be yeah. here, but hopefully at some point we'll do that. But yes, I finally did get married. I'm fine. I'm happy with it. I've been with her for 10 years. I've been married before. Do you feel any different? No. Do you have health insurance now? Uh, yeah. Why? Or did you always have? I've it? always had health insurance. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I've always had health insurance, <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't feel any different. I still notice I'm referring to her as my girlfriend and not my wife. I do notice that because I've been saying girlfriend yeah. for 10 years. But uh, no, and again, I've been, I was married before. In fact, I was, oh, right. I, I was married to Devin's mother. And I want to bring this up, too, now that I just thought about it. And I shouldn't, but I will because I don't want it to upset me. But anyway, I was uh, married first to Dev, my son's mother. My son's now 21 years old. Uh, it didn't work out. Uh, we broke up, uh, um, when my son was about one and a half years old, almost two years old is when I left my wife, Devin's mother. Um, she had a very, uh, long struggle with drinking and drugs. Mm. And that was part of the reason, not all the reason, but part of the reason why we separated. And through the years, she just got worse and worse and worse. And, uh, I tried through the years to talk to her, you know, I would tell her you're, you're going to die if you do this. And she'd say, I want to die. I don't give a shit. I want to fucking die. I don't give a fuck, blah, blah, blah. Um, people tried to help That's her. She, yeah. She just wouldn't listen. She finally, she passed away last week. She, uh, Oh yeah. She, she had a stroke more than likely due to drugs or alcohol. Um, I did go to the funeral. Um, she was my ex-wife, but still, I mean, it was my son's mother and, uh, I never had any ill I mean it's been so long I never had any ill will against Melanie. I just, you know, I wish she straightened herself out for her kids. She has two young kids with somebody else and you know, now they don't have a mom and and listen. I guess my point of telling you all this is is if you know someone who's drinking and they're using drugs and they're really really bad off try try just try to do what you can. We tried with Melanie, she just wasn't having it, but just try to do what you can cuz or if you're going through that yourself, it's going to kill you. It's I'm, I, I unfortunately wasn't surprised yeah. when my son called and told me because I knew I, I've been telling him for five years. She's not going to last much longer. She was getting very skinny. Um, you know, when people use a lot of drugs, they got that skinny drug look. She was getting the skinny drug look. I knew it was coming. And I, I said, just prepare because she's not going to live. It's, you know, and unfortunately, that's what she wanted. She wanted to drink and drug herself to death. I mean, it's it's sad. But uh Yeah. It can happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. That's that's pretty rough. Yeah, it was. It was. It it sucked. But you know, it's uh, believe it or not, she's better off. She she wanted mm. this. She didn't want to be here anymore. Now she doesn't have to worry about. You know, she's 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 free. She's free from yeah. it. But it is. It, it it's it's a terrible thing. And uh, you know, if you know anybody is having that issue or you're having that issue, you got to fix it because you can't live forever. You can't party. And do coke and fucking shoot heroin and get piss ass drunk f- forever. It's not gonna work. You, you got you got yeah. the party's got to end at some point. Um, and it's there's a, a lot there's a lot like that too in in vaping because it's a you know ex smokers and a lot of smokers or a lot of drug users are smokers. Yeah, and I yeah. talk to people all the time because I I I'm in recovery myself. Yeah, and um you know it's there's a lot of people that. It's just addiction in the United States right now is just out of out of hand. Well, I mean, she had mental illness, and the drugs yeah. and the drinking helped the mental illness. You know, I I try when I was with her, I would try, I would keep my son away from her. The only thing that seemed to work was keeping my son away from her. If I kept Devin away from her, she would say okay, I'll, and she would start to sober up and and you know get off the stuff and and you know get a job and start doing something, but but. It would just always go away. The problem, too, was she was a very attractive girl. So it was very mm. easy for her to find men to take care of her. You know, she wouldn't have to worry. You know, they'd get her drugs and, you know, liquor and whatever. You know, she didn't have to worry about essentially taking care of herself. because so you could just find a guy to do it, um, yeah. which made it worse, you know. So, oh, for sure. 
it, it, it yeah, it, she just, and then, and I don't, I don't mean to sound harsh, but you know, when, when you're in that, the depths of those addictions, it's like no one else really matters. It's right. a very selfish addiction, you know? Yes. No, it is. It, it really is. And, you know, she sacrificed everything for it. And, and my son paid for it. Her kids now, you know, they're paying for it. it and it's, it's, it's a shame. But yeah, if you have anything going on, just do something about it. Get help because you can, she was 40. She was fucking 40 years old. Yeah, it's a shame. 40 years old and just drank and used every day. And your, your body can't handle that. You know, your body's going to give up at some point. Unfortunately it did, but she's in a better place. Um, what was amazing was I went to the funeral, her, and I just want to say this too, her brother, James, this, I, when I started dating Melanie, Melanie was just turned 18. She lived at home with her mother, her brother, and her sister. Her mother didn't make a lot of money. They didn't live in a very nice house. You know, it was kind of a dirty house. Um, they didn't have money. They just didn't have it. Uh, Melanie was a handful. I mean, she liked to party. She would. She was, you know, she, had, she was a little bit crazy. That's kind of what attracted me to her. She was hot and she was crazy. Um, she would fight with her sister. She'd fight with her mother. There's a lot of drama going on in that house. And her brother just really got tired of it. And after he graduated high school, he hopped on a plane and flew to Seattle. Now, he flew to Seattle because he wanted to be as far away from his fucking family as he could be. He went out to the other side of the country, flew to Seattle, had nothing, had absolutely nothing, no money, didn't know what the fuck he was going to do, nothing. So I haven't seen James in years and years and years and years and years. I'm at the funeral the other day. James is there. It's her brother. Of course he's there. James is there. Looks fantastic. Lost a bunch of weight. Very skinny. Looked very nice. Very professional. Very clean. I said, what are you doing, James? He says, I'm an engineer for the city of Seattle. Mm. I said, you're a fucking... And he explained it to me. He got to Seattle. He got two jobs. Paid for his college. While, you know... Lived in, like, shit conditions, just, you know, whatever he had to do to, to survive and eat and have a place to, to stay so that he could go through college. Worked, sometimes worked three jobs. But he worked, 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 went through college. Um, yeah, there was times he's like, I just wanted to give up, you know, but I just, I kept on with it. Got whatever grants he could, whatever he couldn't get, he paid. This guy put himself through college, got a fucking engineering degree, and now works for the city of Seattle as one of their top engineers. That's wow. fucking amazing. And he had nothing, no money, no nothing. Just took off to another city and said, okay, let's see if I can make this work. And he did. If you're down on your luck right now and you're not making a whole lot of money or you got a shitty job or things just aren't working out, you can do it. He did it. He had all the odds against them. He had, there was, he just, with his family and his upbringing and everything, the odds were totally against this guy. He went and did it. Went to college, got a fucking master's degree in engineering, works, makes great money now. He turned his life around. You can do it. If he did it, anybody can do it. I, you know, people use excuses. Well, how am I supposed to go to school without money? Or how am I supposed to do good a job without a car? He did. He worked three jobs without a fucking car. You can do it. That it was the most amazing thing I've ever heard that that kid did that. Just went from nothing to, to being where he is today. Unfucking believable. Good for you, James. So if anybody out there doesn't think you can do it or that there's just not possible, yes, it is. It is possible. You live in America. You can be anything you want to be. 
That's the greatest, right, Rain? That's the greatest thing about this country. We could be anything we want to be. Anything at all. It's wonderful. And he had nothing, and he did it. So good for him. Zofi got 300,000 subscribers. Congratulations to my dear, dear friend, Zofi. 300,000 subscribers. That's crazy, right? Just, that's just yeah. under YouTube. That's just her YouTube channel. Never mind her Instagram and everything else. She is yeah, that's one, crazy. She is one of the hardest working reviewers in the business. She really is. I just can't believe people are still watching reviews. They're still watching reviews. It's a <laughs> mate. Yeah, I, I agree. But they're still watching reviews. There's plenty of them yeah. watching them. You know, and, and it really depends. Um, you know, Zofie does what she can to make them entertaining. Uh, you know, she, 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 she does the best. And she really does a thorough review of just going, you know, if, if, if you're wanting to understand a product and know how it works, then that she's perfect for that. You know, she does all that. I guess it just depends on the reviewer. I mean, some have to be, you, you really have to be entertaining while you're doing the review. And most reviewers aren't that entertaining. I mean, they're just boring. And I don't know how the fuck people even watch them, but. You know, she's managed to throw some. No, she's killing it. Yeah, she's, she's killing fucking it. killing it. She's oh, and that, it's not. Next over. time I come on, have her on. I would love to chat with her. Oh, I'm gonna have her on soon because there's something else that's gonna be happening. Uh, I'm not gonna say what it is. I'm gonna let Zofie announce it. She is having something very big that's gonna happen for her this year, and she deserves it because she's worked her ass off. So something very big is going to happen for Zofie this year. When she announces it, then I'll now I'll probably have her on my show. Let her announce it here. Um, it's very exciting, and I think it's wonderful. And she deserves every bit of what's going to happen to her this year. And you're all going to find out about it within the next, I'd say, month or two, at best, mm-hmm. maybe even probably a month. You know, she, she can announce it now. She just hasn't done it yet, and I'm not going to announce it until she does. But she had something very, very great happen that's very well deserved. Zofie, you're one of my best friends. I love you. I think it's wonderful you have 300,000 subscribers, and congratulations. And one more thing before we end this. I was looking at a thread the other day. There's so much. I just got to do another show. I'll do another show next week because there's more things I want to talk about, but I got to talk about this too. I want to ask you about this, Wayne. I know you saw this. Matt Cully from Suck My Mod had posted a post that got all kinds of attention. It was regarding oh, yeah. this guy, Greg Troutman. Uh, he sits on the board of some advocacy panel, and Matt thinks that's outrageous because apparently this Greg, well, not apparently, I've seen him. This Greg Troutman has made some pretty interesting post, personal Facebook post about certain views he has on Mexicans and uh, Taliban. In other words, Matt feels like he's made some racist post. Now, there's some posts he's made that I would debate are racist. I don't know if they're really racist, but I did see some posts that he made the guy could possibly be a racist. Point being, <laughs> Matt feels like that this Greg Troutman should not be sitting on an advocacy panel or representing us in any way advocacy-wise because he has made these racist posts and we don't want a racist representing us in advocacy because that could look very bad for us. I, I mean, I don't want a, my industry supported by someone like that. It's just too much of a, uh, you know... It's just too bad. Oh, we got enough going on with fucking labels and and, and uh, all the shit that's going on with what we sell, yeah. marketing, everything else. We don't need. A, yeah, we don't need a racist <laughs> <laughs> getting the advocacy group. Yeah. No, we don't need that. So yeah, I, we I, have enough advocacy. We need to start pooling money. That's what we need. We have enough advocacy. We don't have enough money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there, there there there's too much advocacy. We uh, 
and it's not even a need of money. We also the problem is is we would need the industry to essentially change and go back to what it was like in 2010 and 2011. That is not going to fucking happen. Not in a million billion fucking years. And you know, Matt seems to attack Candy King a lot. Candy King is one little tiny part of the problem. And and here here's the crazy thing, Wayne. I saw everybody complain when the FDA announced last week, when they or whatever it was, I think it was a week ago, where they had said the industry, the FDA, Gottlieb came out and said, listen, you have 60 days. You have 60 days to get your act straight and come up with a plan to stop teenagers from getting e-cigarettes. Now, I saw people complain because they, 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 they uh, invited Juul, they invited Mark 10, a couple of other companies, and I saw all these vapors saying, silly vapors. Silly vapors are all sitting there saying, oh, you know, well, well why aren't we invited? Uh, why is Jewel there and Mark 10 and we should have a seat at the table? We, have, we don't have a seat at the table because that's how fucking insignificant we are when it comes to the vape industry in the United States. We make up, our little world here makes up, I don't know, maybe 3%. So yeah, we I would say even less. Than yes, that. we weren't invited because we're insignificant. We're really yeah. all we are really at this point to the FDA is an insignificant thorn. We're a thorn because we're the idiots with the fucking stupid marketing and the dumb fucking labeling and the candy and candies and the ice creams and the fucking all the bullshit that that yeah. that they're having. But that's it. that's what frustrates me because it's we could easily. We could easily have ourselves uh, an argument of being classified separate from jewel systems and pod systems because of just the whole nature of it. There's so many raw materials that are into place that it becomes a regulatory nightmare for the FDA. And we could easily sort of bully our way into our own little segment where we have a, like a slight different sort of classification system just by the nature of our own product. You know, but the PMTAs essentially, if you were to apply for one as an open system, it's impossible. You can't test your product in every single device in every configuration. So we have that argument, but it kind of becomes null and void when you have, you know, a, a product that looks like a children's cereal. Right. You know, on the show, it just then it just becomes okay. Now just get out of here. You and, know what I mean? We and, just it's just too easy. And you can't and you can't defend it. You can't no, defend at all. You can't explain to them why we need Fruit Loops to keep off cigarettes. You sound like an idiot. You can't. It's just. It's not possible. And understand when Gottlieb was talking the other day on C-SPAN, he and and the and the, the interview was driving me nuts because because he kept on saying to him, "Oh, so you're going to ban online sales? Oh, though that's something new. You're going to ban online sales?" And he kept on saying, "No, that's not what I said. That's not what yeah. he said." What he said is they're looking into that's an option they're looking into. It's just an option. So let's say that they decide in a couple months that the industry can't get its act together and they've got to do something. And let's say they do want to ban online sales. Well, they're not going to come out in November and go, okay, online sales are banned. That's it. No, they have to have a rule. There's a whole process they have to go through. They have to yeah. go through the whole rulemaking process to make this a law. As he stated in his discussion, there is no current FDA regulation right now that regulates uh, uh, vaping websites because when that yeah. when the tobacco act was made it addressed um, it addressed cigarettes it didn't address vaping and online or anything so mm-hmm. there's currently the FDA currently has really no regulation over online sales because nothing was was created 
So it's going to take time. And then what's going to happen, here's what's going to happen. So if let's say that does happen and they say we're going to make a rule-based online sales. Now, you're going to get companies like Vapor DNA, 8 Vapes. You know, some of the biggest online companies in, in, in the planet are going to come together and they're going to fight this. There's no way they're going to just say, okay, I guess there's no more online sales. No, they're going to fight the fucking keep it. They're not going to let that happen. So then you got a court yeah. battle. It could be years before something is done. And let's not forget that we still... Though it's a small hope, we still have that Nico Pure lawsuit appeal because, you know what? I, I was reading about that, and the judge is actually f- was in favor of some of the things that that uh, for for our side. Um, yeah. There is a possibility that they could win that appeal, and if just so yeah. everybody understands, if Nico Pure wins that appeal, you know what that means? All the rules are gone. And the FDA has to start over. The August 2016 bullshit, gone. The PMT, gone. It's all fucking gone. They're going to have to, it's going to be the Wild West again, and we're going to get this. They're going to have to start all over again. So that's still a possibility. Um, and not only that, it's the, at least on the DIY side, for anyone who makes your own e-liquids, there's, there are things behind the scenes that we've been putting in place to ensure both on a regulatory front, so post-PMTA, we're working on stuff like that, so everything's legal, everything's okay, you'll always be able to mix, and then um, even on like a gray market area, it's all, is a lot easier to, to get by, but just want to make anyone who's wondering, like thinking DIY might ever be in jeopardy, it's, it's definitely a plan B, so and it might know- hurt the industry as a whole if everything goes around, and you know, that might take a hit but you'll always be able to make your own stuff well well there's this too and he and he did you know they mentioned this and this is true they have regulatory they have regulatory authority over tobacco derived nicotine okay yeah so let's say that uh you wanted to start an e-liquid company you can start an e-liquid company just use synthetic nicotine now my question and they can't do anything they do not have regulatory power over synthetic nicotine now let me ask no. you this is because you you know i have no idea is this synthetic nicotine? Is it something that is a viable option? I mean, is is it good? I mean, is it is it not used because it's expensive? What is the deal with synthetic nicotine? Yeah, it's a little ex- a little bit more expensive, but it's just not used yet, just because it's just different. It's it's a different thing. It's harder to get. You need to have some sort of connection to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a lot more interest in it now. Now that you know, the tobacco derived nicotine is being so heavily regulated. Um, it's just more expensive. You need a lab essentially to create it, which costs money, you know, but is it um, available right now? Let's say, let's say I, I said, you know what? I just want to use synthetic nicotine. I mean, is, is it, is there a way to actually get it and have it be used or, or no? It's- yeah, you could definitely get it. You would need to essentially apply for you need to apply to get it, I believe, mm-hmm. and then um, essentially you either hire out a lab to develop it for you, or you can have a lab that makes it uh, develop it for you. But I don't know who to talk to to get to get it. You know what I mean? It's sort of like a an industry thing. And I, there's a couple uh, companies that use it already that are on the shelves. I don't know if they're uh, pre-88, but I know that they're using it. Uh, but but it is more money. But like, yeah, but like I said, the benefit is is the FDA can't do shit. Now, right. I don't believe that'll last forever. I think I think if if something happens and all these companies start jumping on this synthetic nicotine bandwagon, they'll eventually want to get their hands into that. Um, 
Will they though? Because it it'll be again, it'll only be the open systems. Yeah. And it's such a insignificant. They would have to make a whole new rulemaking process, and essentially, I don't know if they're they'd be willing to do that. But it, but, but maybe that, they will. But is that going on now? I mean, are we real? Are is is there research or anything going on to where that? Because that could be a, a very good option. I mean, if if the FDA, oh, yeah. if the if the FDA comes out starting with banning online sales and banning flavors and this and that, everything else, well, then just fucking turn to synthetic nicotine. So that that's being looked at. I mean, in in the oh yeah. Okay, so yeah, there's a lot of options um, behind the scenes for just basically like like legal loopholes that people are trying to exploit. Just because there's a lot of money in it, right? You know, if you figure out, well, the the biggest one right now is uh, a a sweetener alternative. That's a huge yes uh, researching point. People really want to find a sweetener alternative that makes your juice sweet but isn't sucralose just because we really don't know what sucralose is doing. And then the synthetic nicotine is one, um, uh, as well as just like other, um, other sort of compounds to put in your e-liquid, like a, like an herb or some type of caffeine. Right. I don't, uh, do you know, remember that whole, like a uh, elixir vapor all, all alterna thing oh, yeah. where it's like that. Yeah. That, that there's a lot of people trying to do that too where it kind of gives you a feeling of nicotine, but it's a completely different compound. It's not nicotine at all. Right. There's, there's a lot of money to be made in that area. It's a gray area regula- uh, in a regulatory sense. So there's a lot of people looking at that stuff. Certainly very interesting. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's not gloom and doom. Industry's, no, it's not. It's too good. big. Yeah, we're gonna, and, and again, you have zero nick. They can't do shit with zero nick either. So Right. It'll right. certainly be interesting. Very, very, and and also understand. I forgot to tell Matt this too. Also understand everybody, uh, people that go off about this 2016 post market e liquid thing, and you know them on the market and how dare they're on the market, blah blah blah. Uh, let's not forget that hardware is the same thing. So when you're yeah. sitting there on Facebook complaining about a company that you think is post 2000 August 2016 and how they shouldn't be on the market. While you're vaping your brand new fucking uh, Vupu mod, you look like an idiot because <laughs> you can't do that. If if you're gonna hold that stance, then hold it with everything. Then we can't. Then hardware has to go. Tanks have to go. Drip. All that shit has. Everything has to go. It all has to go. Vapors. Yeah. Are, I see such hypocrisy. I've never seen so much hypocrisy in my life. I just don't. I, I'm because. I, I like it. I I look at it in more of a libertarian sense. I rather the industry, not me, but personally others in the industry, just fuck with the FDA as much as possible. Sure. I think the FDA is just a big racket, yep. and they should we shouldn't give them any power. We shouldn't look at them with any respect. They're a big fucking corrupt organization that does nothing but no. you know put people in debt that destroy businesses, destroy families, and to ever think that Gottlieb is is a good person, you're out of your mind. We should fuck with them as much as possible, make them use their resources as much as possible, stretch them out. That's what I said. Well, what's crazy to me is when they come out and say, you have 60 days to come up with a solution to keep teens off vaping, People are scrambling, scrambling along going, okay, well, how do we do it? Well, what, what, what do we got to do? No, they should be fucking saying, you're asking for the impossible. What you're asking is absurd and impossible. Challenge them. Say that that's ridiculous what you're saying. Next. Let's go. I mean, that, that's absurd. You know. Well, did you hear what Jewel was planning on doing? Yes, I did. With the geofences? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's insane. They want to shut your device down yeah. if you're near a school or something. It's ridiculous. 
It's absolutely it absurd. Well, let me just put a tracker on my leg and uh, you could shut my mod down whenever I'm, you know, near a hospital or something. Oh. Unbelievable. We have to, it's, it, I can't believe it's been almost three fucking hours. Mixler's telling me I have yeah. fucking uh, five minutes left. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I, I just didn't seem like three hours. I felt like I just got on and started doing this. Uh, Wayne, I want to thank you for coming on. Wayne's at DIY, DIY or die. Dot com is vaping. his website. What is it? DIY or die vaping.com. DIY or die vaping.com. He has a YouTube channel. He used to do two shows. He's only doing one show now. Um, yes. I don't know. He's got th- He's got all kinds of things going on. All I know is that if you're into DIY, Wayne's the guy. It's that simple. Yes. He's the, the guy. He's the Zofi Vapes of uh, DIY. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. That I do know. All right, sir. I thank you again for coming on. I like having you on. I'm sure we'll have you on again soon, and we will talk soon. Thank you. Yeah, man. Anytime. Hit me up. All right, I'll man. talk to you later. later. Peace. All right. Beautiful. Awesome. That is it. I'll do another show soon. I don't know when, but I promise I will do one soon. I've got to now take on the task of putting all this together and getting a three-hour show up on the replay. Because as you know, 99.9% of every list on the replay. Tea Time, Tea Time e-liquid this weekend, 30% off. TeaTimeLiquid.com, discount code 30 off for 30%. Wonderful e-liquid. No sweeteners. Tastes fantastic. No IP infringement or childlike marketing at all. It's as adult as adult gets. And that's it. I'm out. I will talk to everybody later.